Welcome back to Word of God. We're three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are V, Vim, or it, it's, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ash, comma, man. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. You can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he, him, and you can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Tumblr at Word of Godcast. And today we start season three. Yeah, today we start season three. Woo! Yeah. So welcome back from a break that we didn't actually take in real time. Yeah. Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> Wait to part the curtain, Emma. <laughs> I'm ripping this stage apart. Uh, content warnings for this episode include... Content warnings for this episode include anti-black racism, fat phobia, ableism, including infanticide and parental abuse, misogyny, induced suicide by poisoning, mind control, suicidal ideation, kids in danger, death of a partner, death of a parent, and death of a child, imperson impersonation and identity theft, death by immolation mentioned, bullying, accidental death, description of violence, death by starvation and dehydration mentioned, if you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or shoot an email to wordofcodcast at gmail.com. Hold on. We have a, a spam email from a Mr. Abu Azizi. Uh, <laughs> yeah? About a uh, bank account. You guys are getting money without me? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently uh, 13300000 US dollars. Wow. Fuck yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, podcasting is lucrative. <laughs> yeah, we're we're done. <laughs> we can all retire. <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> all right. Are we resuming the podcast here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so today we are starting season three. Uh, season three, episode one, is titled "The Magnificent Seven, and because it is a season premiere, it was written by Eric Kripke. Uh, we open in Oak Park, Illinois. This whole scene is set to Hell's Bells by ACDC, which is really good. Yeah, it's uh, really good. It rocks. There's a man taking out the trash. He eyes his neighbor's much nicer car. Then the trash cans start rattling like it's Doctor Who pilot. And the lights mm -hmm. flicker. And a cloud of demons approaches from over the horizon. Or rather, from over the houses across the street. And one demon shoves itself down his throat. The cloud heads towards Chicago. Title card, which is new for season three, is very pretty. I like this card. It's also very bi colors. Mm -hmm. uh, one Highlighting. week later, Sam is doing research on demon deals while he's on the phone with Bobby with a case. Uh, Dean is having sex and being adorable. And Sam walks in on oh, them man. and Dean, complains Dean about the is car. so horny this episode. He's so, he's so. We'll talk about it. It's fine. Um, Sam complains about this in the car, but he says that Dean deserves to have a little fun. They're on their way to investigate possible demon omens outside Lincoln, Nebraska, and Dean is shown to be unconcerned about his own well-being. It's not good. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. And they find a family. I'm going to cut to the chase that just died watching TV. Like, they just sat down and never got up. They died of starvation, dehydration, even though they had a full kitchen. Um, at this house, they meet Isaac and Tamara. Sorry, is it Tamara or Tamara? I just completely lost my brain. It's, it's Tamara. Tamara, right? Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Isaac interesting. That is how they pronounce uh, it. I've always yeah. heard it pronounced Tamara. Tamara, yeah. A black hunter couple, Bobby knows. Isaac is mad that the Winchester crew opened the gate, and so he refuses to work with them. Um, that night, a blonde woman appears, and later in this episode, she's going to follow Sam mysteriously. Ooh, who could she be? Uh, the cold open man is convincing a woman to kill somebody over shoes while investigating Dean flirts, and then when Sam calls him on slacking, he plays the I'm dying card. It's really cute. He's very annoying. I love him. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> the, so they watch the security footage to discover the guy from the cold open. So they go find a bar that he frequents and Bobby advises against going inside, but Isaac and Tamara are going in. So they go in to help inside. It turns out that everyone in this bar is a demon. Yeah. And so the demons restrain and taunt them. And one of them tells Isaac to drink drain cleaner, which he does. It's really bad. He collapses bloody it's... and Tamara is saved by the Winchester crew who kidnap Mr. Cold open in the demon trap lock trunk to interrogate him back at Bobby's place. Bobby says that these demons are the seven deadly sins. So the guy that they have in the de- in the devil's trap is Envy. Gluttony is the one who killed Isaac, etc. Envy gives them a villain monologue, mostly at Dean and Tamara. He calls Tamara on her wrath, and then, which we will talk about, and Tamara exercises him, mm-hmm. but the vessel dies. Dean keeps pitching suicide missions that Sam and Bobby keep shutting down. Uh, Isaac shows up outside pleading, and then as Tamara doesn't let him in because clearly it's not him because he died, um, he starts sharing the story of how they got into hunting, where their daughter died, and he says that Tamara let her die, so Tamara stabs him with the Palo Santo stake from their first scene. It's Um, sick. Then all the other demons have this cool fight scene in Bobby's house. Lust goes after Dean. Despite kissing her, he somehow manages to get her head into holy water. Um, Sam is targeted by pride and greed and gluttony. Um, sorry, I couldn't read my notes. Um, Pride gives another villain monologue, and the blonde girl who's been following Sam shows up and kills them all with her magic knife, and then she runs it's off. It's sick! She's so It cool. rules! Yeah. Yeah. We love a magic knife. Magic demon magic killing knife. knife that can not only kill demons, these are like big ass demons, these are serious demons, yeah. and she just stabs them in the throat and runs away. The, uh, um, the effect, cool when she minor. stabbed one of them... And, like, you could see the knife, like, through the back of his throat was really good. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Just, like, glowing, like, making his head glow. It was very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then afterwards, we have the aftermath. Dean, Sam, and Bobby are burying the vessels, only two of which survived. And so they do a little, the stakes are higher for this season speech, and they say goodbye to Tamara. Mm -hmm. Dean tells Sam about not being able to try to get out of the deal. Sam calls him on his hypocrisy for not, for putting him in the same situation he was in after John. And Dean's like, okay with that. And so they get in the car. The end of the episode. Yep. Woohoo! Season three starting strong, despite mm-hmm. some of the things in this episode which annoy me, which is always the case about Supernatural. I overall quite enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. I I I just wish that the Seven Deadly Sins yeah. could have been like at yeah. least a couple of episodes. Oh yeah, that's they that's were <laughs> also cool. That's what I was about to say. Is it? It feels it's very good. It's like a very good standalone episode. It mm-hmm. does feel like firing your whole chamber at once in a way of like yeah yeah, we're like this is a this is an idea that for example full metal alchemist wrote did an entire show around is bad guys based on the seven deadly sins like there's a lot you can work with here and supernatural is like now let's introduce them and take them all out in one episode okay i guess is the Best show at giving you really interesting stuff and then being like, haha, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Three yeah. episodes later. Uh-huh. You thought this was going to be cool the... just because it's a cool concept? Fuck you. We're just going to kill them all immediately. <laughs> With a the big guy who knife. played Pride, especially, yeah. had incredible energy for a I... guy. Like, I was I like, I was convinced that these guys were going to be like recurring villains, particularly Pride, just because, I don't know, it was a really magnetic performance that he gave uh-huh. for, like, the five minutes he was on screen. No, absolutely. His entrance is fucking, like, 
part of it is definitely the cinematography, the way the camera is at kind of a really odd angle when he yeah. first comes in and does the here's Johnny line. Yeah. But also like the way his face almost contorts. I have always fucking loved Pride. It's so good. This actor is incredible. Yeah. I will, I like again. I do actor effects. I like looked into this guy. He hasn't really been like a major thing in anything, which is too bad. Because like, yeah, he put his whole heart into this performance. Put his whole pussy in it. God damn it. <laughs> um, they're gonna. You sorry. You mentioned um, the cool directing. This is again Kim Manners. She does a good nice. job. All right, let's go. Let's 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 go back to the beginning here. Um, I think I said that the. Intro, the cold open is set to Hell's Bells. I think it was actually the recap. Mm-hmm. That's my yes. bad. Yes. Um, it was I was I was going to interrupt, but decided not to because I figured Thank we could you. talk about it now. Yeah, it's the, the yeah, it's a really good recap this time around. Um, the other thing I noticed from the recap is like there's a lot of like the boys getting laid or at least kissed in this recap. It's true. It's just like look how cool this badass show is with all these guns yeah. and exploding things and guys kissing girls. Yep. Um and it just makes me really think of the episode the episode, the article, um, what happens to all the pussy and supernatural, which we will get to it when we get to it. I see. <laughs> like this show used to be a lot of the Winchesters getting girls. So where do they all go? Hmm. Mm. Alex mm. Alex was like this recap is literally all just sex and guns. Yeah. So, this is the sex yeah. and guns show. This is the uh-huh. sex and guns show. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. It gives a really particular flavor of what the show is. It feels very much like, all right, season three is here. For anyone who hasn't watched the other two seasons, this is what the sh- this is what like we want people to think the show is almost more exactly. than this is what the show is. It's interesting. Yeah. It was like a trailer. It was like, look how cool yeah. our show is. Yeah. Don't you want to watch this? Like, I'm in season three. I've probably been watching it. Yes. Um. This this cold opening is very funny. There's like a close up on the demon shoving itself down his throat, and it's like, why would you yeah, show? Why well, would you focus on your bad CGI? I don't need to look at it that they, closely. They do that, but also before that, the smoke like bops him, like it like bumps into him in a way that was very funny. <laughs> And also just, like, this guy is the most, like, so often these cold open characters are extremely, like, horror movie characters that just have no, like, are just complete fools. Mm-hmm. And this guy is a particularly egregious example of that. It's like, oh yeah, just gonna walk back toward these ominously rattling trash cans. <laughs> Which, you know, wouldn't have saved him if he hadn't, because they're just rumbling ominously to uh, show that a demon is arriving. Yeah, but still, a he's just like, oh? Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly. But way less hands. effective. Yeah, I also Emma, I'm glad you you noted the Doctor Who pilot in your synopsis because that yeah. I couldn't remember what notes. was about to happen in this scene. I really thought something was going to jump out and eat him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> With even worse CGI. Yeah, I should have remembered. Monsters and supernatural are always just people. You can't really fit a whole yeah. jump out. Well, I mean, you say that but we get some good monsters next episode. It's true. Yeah. They are still people-shaped, though. It's true. No, you're right. They are still people-shaped. Very specifically. Anyway. Um, the other note I have for this scene is that there's a U.S. flag, you know, like, on the lawn or something. Mm-hmm. So just, like, very Americana suburbia. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. That's whack. We in the burbs. The burbs. Um, in the scene where Sam goes and interrupts Dean's uh, activities, <laughs> first of all, it's great. It's hilarious. Uh Third of all, second of all, I forgot what number I was on. Um, 
when Sam goes, oh my god, and shuts the door, and then Dean goes, woohoo! <laughs> fucking incredible. So much. It is so much. Okay, before that, though, before Sam interrupts, it's, Sam is, is like, very politely waiting in the car so that Dean can get laid, Um, and so <laughs> Dean... Like through the window, grins and gives him like two thumbs up. Yeah, gives him a little wave, a little thumbs up. And then Dean shuts the transparent curtains. I mean, okay, translucent curtains, and so they can you can see them undressing each other. And then like Mm -hmm. a little bit later, through the curtains, Dean is doing like a little dance. I don't know what that was. It was so I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know what's happening. So cute. (laughs) It's pretty cute. He's so lame. Oh my god, he is so lame. And then he's so happy in the next scene. He had a really good time. Yes. Good for him. He had a very good time. He makes another gross line about twins, though. Yeah, he d- yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do like Sam going in the car. He starts the conversation by saying, let me see your knife. And Dean says, what for? And saying, so I can gouge my eyes out. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's such little brother. He's like, Sam that's being... part of you I never wanted to see, Dean. <laughs> Extremely big. It, what, what, is, what did Sam expect... When he walked in is the thing that I don't get. Like, he knew what was happening in there. He must have thought Clearly. they were finished and covered. Yeah, but you you got phones. Also, also, why would you poke your head in? You can just open the door and yell. Yeah. Right? Sam, I hate to say it, but this one's on you, baby. This one's on you, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, when they're discussing the demonic omens that Bobby has spotted, they're weirded out by the fact that these storm clouds have been sighted over 17 cities, but nothing's happening. Dean says, Bubkiss, I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, actually, uh, going back a little, Sam is doing his classic Sammy thing of, like, studying old books, uh, where mm-hmm. we get a Devil at the Crossroads thing again. We've talked about that to death. But also we get, he, he's reading Dr. Faust, which, or sorry, <laughs> Faust, which, uh, the, the, every, what's he going to learn from that? Everyone, like, it's li- it is so, like, this is a television show, and we, we need to put on a thing of, like, someone making a demon deal. I, I don't know. It's just it's deeply funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna learn anything new. He, he yeah, it's, it's very silly. Maybe this is a Hunter annotated Faust copy. in high school anyway. Yeah, like, everyone knows, if, if people don't directly know... Faust, they know something that's like based on it, or like at least know the vibes of what the story is. Okay, I feel like we're a biased audience, though. As as we say, three. That's of fair. Majors. Like maybe not everybody that's true. has our specials. Uh, I mean, just I my way of saying, saying if you cool. don't know what the fuck we're talking about, it's okay. We're weird. It's fine. It's true. Um, I was also in an AP English class in high school. So. Yeah, but 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 the word Faustian bargain is like in the modern lexicon of like words of like things people say. I don't. I don't. On know. TV tropes, maybe. <laughs> I don't think I've don't ever know. heard my like normal coworkers talk about a Faustian bargain. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're getting elitist on our supernatural podcast. <laughs> I, it's not even elitist. It's just funny. Like I don't know what Sam thinks he's going to learn from this story. No, absolutely. Yeah. Although I like the idea of it being a Hunter annotated copy. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Again, I don't think very useful, but it's fun. I want to see Bobby's notes on, like, Shakespeare, where he's like, oh, this is a witch. <laughs> anyway, I, I just, I guess if you don't know, spoilers for Faust, but he, <laughs> but 
he doesn't he doesn't get out of it. He does he doesn't get out of it. Either God saves him or he's carried off to hell. Sam's not gonna learn anything from this story. Okay, I'm going crazy now though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um so they show up to this farmhouse. Zane is eating a bacon cheeseburger for breakfast because he ain't sweating the cholesterol. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Bobby judges him. He's like, oh, we got more cheeseburgers for breakfast now. He's like, listen, I got a year to live, which he will say a lot this episode, as we have said. This season. This is Dean's year of, it's okay to be suicidal. I'm dying anyway. Uh, Bobby also agrees with me when he says to Sam, you're not going to find any answer in no book. It's true. Um, Dean opens the door saying, Candy Graham, I love him. He does. It's he does so do that. Fucking it's so fucking cute. I love when he's. It's winning. very funny. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's very lame. This is why. This is why Dean gets all the pussy. It's because he's he's dumb. It's because he's <laughs> he's dumb and lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the secret. Listen, he's hunky. He's stupid. He yeah. almost respects women. So. <laughs> he's, he's got all the makings of a himbo. If he was written yeah. by literally anyone else, besides Eric Kripke. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there are definitely like you could make you could make a chart episodes where Dean is a himbo, episodes where Dean is not a himbo. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the scene where I first noticed that Sam is officially in his season three haircut, and he looks cute. I don't know why they yeah, it's Jared's good, it's bangs good away. Hair. Give him his bangs, please. Mm-hmm. Also, here's the here's the, here's the gif of him getting bapped. <laughs> it just punches him in the back. Boop. It's so funny. The, okay. Maybe this is just like my weird and specific brain worms, but this scene is actually very Venom-like. It is. No, you're right. It moves in like that yeah, sinuous fair. quality. And also just, I can imagine this, a symbiote bopping someone being like, ha ha. Yeah. Yeah, there's like an asshole to it. Mm-hmm. Back to the farmhouse. The dead bodies mm-hmm. on the couch are pretty gross. It's a good effect. They're really good. Yeah, no, they're, they're really so good. They're so good. I love them. All, all shriveled up. It's very eerie just to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like, I think the thing that makes them most creepy is that they still have eyes. Usually when you see a, like, a yeah, yeah, half, yeah, yeah, yeah. like rotting corpse, they don't have eyes anymore. These people have like sunken, like nasty eyes. It's really good. Uh, this is also the scene where Dean uses like military hand signals to communicate with the others, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's like, it's it's very. This scene is like particularly like it is very cute that he says Candy Graham and like it's cool like when they walk in and see the bodies and everything and I like the hand signs. It also is extremely like copy, mm-hmm. um, the way they're just like, all right, well, no one answered, time to barge in. Yeah. Yeah. Mandatory, you know, a cab comment for the episode. Yeah. Yep. I always, I always gotta call it out. Mm-hmm. We got it. This scene has really nice lighting. This is not important, but like, this is where it's. And I noticed that this episode is not like desaturated to the point of black and whiteness, like the show you yeah. often is. Like, they actually look pretty. They have pinkness mm-hmm. to their skin. Yeah, like, it's still dim, but much, it's not gray. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they meet Isaac and Tamara. And Real quick, just before that. Okay, sure, go ahead. Uh, the I just want to I the way the scene in like the house is shot is very good. It's very tense. Like it is very copy of them to like burst in the door with the, their guns drawn, but like it's enjoyable to me anyway. Like the slow build up towards seeing the bodies on the couch. 
Mm-hmm. And the TV and then, yeah, is still Isaac playing, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they hear the scream on the TV. It was like, oh, something's going on here. Uh, important to note, they, they hear the scream after they've already kicked in a door. Yes, yes, yes. No, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, kicking in a door if you hear a scream is a more uh, fair response. Mm-hmm. So they kick in the door, oh. hear a scream, kick in another door, yeah. which is Kicking it. less justifiable. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isaac and Tamara's like little base is really good. They got all sorts of like props everywhere. They have so many like jars of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, I think I caught, like they have a conspiracy board up, I think. I didn't see um, it, but I believe you. Yeah, 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 they do. Because they're tracking, actually, I think they're tracking the demons. Mm-hmm, probably. Um, wait, wait, we we skipped over if we've already gotten to their place, and we've skipped over Dean getting knocked to the ground, and then like oh, everybody yes. introducing themselves over his head, and he like raises yeah, and he an does arm a into wave. the camera line and goes hello, bleeding here. It's so cute. He's so dumb. I love him. I love him. He is such a dummy. I love him. It's just my little boy. Yeah, here we go. You can see it at ten nineteen. They have like a cool at uh, ten fourteen. I mean, they have a cool like classic hunter conspiracy board up with all sorts of like maps and photos and bits of string i always love a conspiracy board yeah they put a lot of work into this set i like their relationship like they're really sweet we only see them yeah. together for yeah. like a couple minutes here but they're like you know passing things around he says where's the palisanza she says well where'd you leave it he said i don't know dear that's why i'm asking it's really cute yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like smiling at each other and bantering it's cute um yeah, they've, they've been, been doing this for eight for, years. Yeah. Well, they've been married for eight years. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. And when when they say that, he like leans over and kisses her forehead. Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. I I thought mm, I thought that these would be characters, like in the same way that I guess I often do. Uh, you guys dissuaded me of that idea very quickly when I brought up that I liked them in the chat, but. <laughs> <laughs> they they have they, they feel like well fleshed out characters like with their relationship and with their history and also like mm-hmm. with their cool HQ and everything. Yep. Um oh what was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh Palo Santo. Um brief diatribe about this. Uh it, they're right here and that it is I mean Palo Santo literally means holy wood and it is it is not just from Peru, but it does uh grow a lot in Peru. Also Ecuador, I think, but there are lots of like strains of it, I guess, or like different. I don't know anything about trees. They're they're it's it's all over um, South America, and it is it nothing specifically about warding off demons because like demons are not really a concept to the like at least most as far as I'm aware of the indigenous people in South America, but they are used in, but it is used in purification rituals and to ward off spirits, which uh, you know, count that as warding off demons, I guess. Um, If it can do one, it can do the other, um, I suppose. But also uh, it is critically endangered and Mm -hmm. uh, cultural appropriation has made it a much sought after commodity in like North America and the quote unquote West in general. Uh, Mm -hmm. So don't, don't buy it or like buy it from like indigenous retailers if you're going to buy it. So at least like that money goes back to like the people that are being exploited here. It's Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't buy the Palo Santo candle at Bath and Body Works. 
Yeah, same is true for uh, white sage in North mm -hmm. America. It's also uh, critically endangered because of all the cultural preparation around indige indigenous purification rituals. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> brief diatribe. I yes. guess I guess if you if you happen to be a hunter hunting demons, maybe it's fine. You know, if it's between life or death, if you need that Palo Santo, but probably that's not going to be the case for you. <laughs> Not gonna make any assumptions about your lifestyle, though. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I also presumably it was less endangered in two thousand seven. Maybe. Um. This is where Isaac says the family that stays together, implying stays together, and it's <laughs> it's like cutesy. It's also a little bit like yeah. show thesis. Yeah. 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 You know, family <sighs> that kills people together is a family that is stronger. Like what? Yep. Well, I mean, you know, they've been through bit. adversity and all that. Adversity can definitely, like, make you closer with people. Maybe not in, like, healthy ways necessarily, but... It's just funny to, like, make it a cutesy thing of, like, you know, yes. kill people. It, it's really good for your interpersonal relationship. Hey, could... <laughs> Emma, we know that they're not people, I say jokingly. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> that slays together. They do also literally kill people in the, because the, because demons are in people. Mm -hmm. um, and we will get back to that in, later in this episode. But then this is where yes. Sam is like, so how'd you get started hunting? And like, Sam uh -huh. like, sensitive fuck. Why would you ask anyone that? a happy answer to that. Yeah. 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 What, Sam, what Sam, is wrong with know you? Better. Sam it's is like so that... bad at small talk. <laughs> it's like that one D&D character post where like people don't just become D&D adventures. Adventures, yeah. They have a happy life. Yeah. How did you get started? Oh, you know, I heard about ghosts and I was like, oh, this would be a fun thing to devote my life to. No, obviously somebody died. That's what happened, yeah. Sam. Yeah. How did you get started, Sam? Oh, well, you see, when I was six Literally. months old, like, hello. <laughs> How did you get started? And of course, they all just like look at each other and he goes, oh, no, uh, sorry, backs off. And they don't answer the question until Isaac, yeah, dead until Isaac, is telling the we story. Fight, yeah. Um, also, this is where the things turn a little bit hostile here, where it's like, what are we going to do? Dean says, what are we going to do? And Isaac's like, we're not going to do anything. You guys seem nice enough, but this ain't Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Roast them. Which is foreshadowing. <laughs> Scooby-Doo <laughs> references are foreshadowing only in the worst show ever. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this is where I guess we learned that the hunter community at large appears to know what Sam and Dean did. I guess because demons are telling people that that happened, because we learned later that, like, the demons are all pretty happy that they did this. And I can imagine a demon would snitch. <laughs> yeah. I like, mean, oh, yeah, it's good for I'm here killing you courtesy of Sam and Dean. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Isaac is mad at them, and then Tamara pulls him away going, okay, that's quite enough testosterone for now. Well, I'll, wait, before that, I do really like what he's like, we're not team up with the damn fools and let the devil's gate open in the first place. And Tamara says, Isaac, like, you've never made a mistake. And Isaac goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I locked my keys in the car, turned my laundry pink, never brought on the end of the world, though. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah, like Isaac. Is. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a sarcastic asshole, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Very cryptic dialogue, in the sense mm -hmm. that it's like, it's very Joss Whedon-y dialogue. Yeah. Everyone has quips. It's true. I do enjoy a good quip, though. So 
as long as the whole show isn't quips, yeah. I'm okay Listen, with it. Listen, yeah, Joss Whedon doesn't have the doesn't have a monopoly on quips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get some misogyny. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> By which I mean specifically the scene where it's like, oh, you want those shoes, don't you? Where it's uh, it's envy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course, it's it's shoes. <laughs> I do really like the way the um woman that the uh, that is the woman who is killed here is like, sorry, last pair. Just like, it's like they're nice, aren't they? I don't know. She she was having fun, just being like, yeah, I got these shoes. I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then gets brutally murdered. Right. Yeah. So like the implication of it being shoes. Is obviously like haha women on their shoes, but also like yeah, like the the more intentional one is that the point is that the shoes are not worth killing somebody over, um, yeah. But also in that sense, like the um, trivialization of like going shopping for clothes, like still ties back to haha women and shoes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's such like a stereotypical, like generic, like boring framing for this. Like I don't know. I was I was uninterested in the scene. <laughs> Especially because Envy was introduced by taking over this guy who is staring at his neighbor's much nicer car. Like, his car is all yeah. up and ugly and dirty, and his neighbor has, like, a brand mm-hmm. new shiny car that's, like, probably a sports car if I knew anything about cars. And, like, it's cool. <laughs> and so, like, this idea that, like, men envy cars and women envy shoes is, like, okay. Yeah. So yep. the two genders yep. are shoes and cars. Shoes and cars. Yeah, clearly. We've got a new gender reveal cake in the making right here. <laughs> God. don't speak that into existence emma it's i i guess like for me i'm more i i think their power to like induce their like concept nope. in people is interesting i tend to be more interested in like characters in like characters who represent the seven deadly sins when like they are more representative of that in some way um especially when it's in a way that's interesting uh, and I feel like Envy never shows Envy, you know, like, really. Yeah. Um, and, like, that could have been more interesting. Like, oh, what is it? What does Envy want? Yeah. So Pride is prideful when he shows up. And yeah. Lust is lost. And that's why Pride's great. Um, yes. I really hate that Glani is a fat guy. Like, yeah. 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 It's bad. Um, and we will get to that further when Bobby talks about it. But, like, yeah, I want to see what, what Envy would Envy. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gluttony is always a hard one to do if you're doing this because it's like the the you can treat gluttony more abstractly, but then it kind oh, of no, falls sorry. into Actually, the realms of greed and envy. One. Gluttony is the one who killed Isaac. Sloth is the fat one, which is worse. Oh, sloth which, is the fat one. Or at least it's also bad. Mm. Yeah. 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 Before the shoe murder, uh, <laughs> Knife Girl shows up for the first time. Uh, oh, we, yes. Can we yes. announce her Doesn't name at this like... point? Yeah, she like fades out yeah, of the let's darkness just, of let's a tree. Yeah, let's just... It's really we cool. can keep calling this character is named Ver- or we can uh, mm, okay I know what it is <laughs> I think and we can leave your fun little teaser if well. you're just like this character's name is <laughs> um, I'm gonna stick with knife girl for this episode we'll all right okay okay because we did so well with yellow eyes except for Ash. we did well except yeah except for me <laughs> so while the boys investigate shoe murder you hear Dean saying, what happened outside makes you realize how fragile life really is. You gotta make every second count. So immediately I was like, okay, who's yeah. flirting with now? And Dean... I pans over him chatting up a witness. <laughs> Dean cannot stop flirting this episode. Why should He's he? He's a horny, horny man. I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying he cannot stop. 
And Sam's like, I'm working. And Zeke does a sympathetic little cough. And he goes, Sam, I'm sorry. It's just, I don't have much time left. And a cough, cough. Gotta make every <laughs> the second cough, count. The and cough. Sam's like, it's like, yeah, what? Right, what? Is, the, is the demon deal making you sick, D? <laughs> he's just like, remember it's how I'm dying? Funny. Remember pretend, how I'm just a poor little be... meow meow? Pretending to be a little 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 orphan child with um consumption. Yeah. Spare little coochie, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, uh... Spare coochie mom. <laughs> anyway, then Bobby shows up in a suit. In a suit. He looks so in good. His like yeah. hair is brushed back. He looks great. He's pretending well, to be like yeah. a an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. District like attorney for the uh, Yeah, DA. Yeah. I love him. Every girl's crazy about a sharp dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Bobby says that he spilled a glass of holy water on the suspect just to be sure and no response. Um I I love picturing that scene. He's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Geez. I knocked oops, over oops, his glass oops. of water on you. I, I love him. Mm-hmm. Bobby just constantly carrying around holy water is very good. Yeah. Man's careful. He's just got a little flask. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like Bobby's line here. I believe in a lot of things. Coincidence ain't one of them. He's so mm-hmm. suspicious. I love him. Yeah. Like I said last time for Bobby, it's not paranoia if they're really out to get you. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's a Boy Scout. He's always prepared. Yep. And then Dean points out the oh, security the... camera and goes, see, I'm working. <laughs> go bestie give us nothing classic dean and i wasn't sure like it was unclear to me whether he was flirting with like the woman who would be on security camera duties like oh yes this is this is what i do is i get my way into things via flirting but i don't think that was actually true no the transcript no i think he was just flirting yeah yeah she's just like yeah, I, I, my work was figuring out that we can go look at the security cameras. <laughs> He's like, I contribute. I am a valuable member of this team, and you're going to miss me when I'm dead next year. Okay, Sam? Yep. So that night when they're on their stakeout, Dean goes, I spent all day canvassing this stupid town with this guy's stupid mug, and supposedly he drinks at this stupid bar. Like, he's so frustrated and annoyed, <laughs> and I love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine if you have a le- if you have a year to live, uh, you become much more conscious of wasted time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Sam. Oh, and then Sam jump like scares them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both of them, like not just Dean, like they both jump. Um. Yeah, Sam's a little little shithead. Yeah, Bobby tells them not to go after the the demon envy guy yet. Uh, and Dean says, so we kill someone and we just sit here with our junk in our hands. And the subtitles cut the second part of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it just says, we just sit here. Netflix said, no masturbation jokes. That's wild. Oh, my dogs are upset. Work. And then, yeah, we get this bar. In the bar, Tamara says, I love you. And Isaac does the Han Solo. It's really cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like this as far as... Like, if hunters were going to get caught, it actually does make sense because they're so used to hunting solitary demons. It's like, they know that, like, lots of demons got out, but I can imagine, like, you fall back on... Like, you if you're a hunter, you have procedures, and all the procedures have fallen apart here because who knows how many demons there are. And it's like, yeah, just the slow, like, horrifying reveal that everyone in this bar is a demon 
is really good. It's like, oh, we have walked into like a snake pit without yeah. even realizing it. And then he goes, man, you really walked into the wrong place. And like, commercial yeah, break. it's really good. Yeah. I do like when I'm watching TV and I can tell when the commercial break would be because it's like a smash cut to black, <laughs> but then it just keeps watching because uh-huh. I'm not watching it live. It's fantastic. Yep. Love that for me. <sighs> and then we get evil lesbian. Mm-hmm. So while Isaac and Tamara are restrained, the waitress who is lost says, hold on, I like the girl. I can think of about a thousand things I'd like to do to her. It's bad. I guess evil by because she flirts with Dean later. She makes out with Dean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's very mm-hmm. like, oh, she's going to break up this relationship. Oh, no. Which is hilarious because she's a fucking demon. Yeah. The, the optics are bad. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, Isaac drinking the drain cleaner is bad and scary and looks bad and scary. This, this is honestly maybe the most gruesome death on the show that we've seen so far. Yeah. Like, there are, there are more, like kind of silly horror movie gruesome deaths like the one at the start of the next episode but like Mm -hmm. because of that they are less gruesome because it's so over the top like this is just like nightmarish to me yeah yeah it's horrifying it's very yeah and it's chaotic uh tamara's actress does a really good job yeah all of the demons are laughing it's Yeah. yeah it's horrible and then the Impala, oh, sorry, no, it's not the Impala, it's Bobby's car. Bobby's car slams through the front of the bar. It's really good. Like, they have been trying to kick down the door this whole time. Uh, and as I have mentioned before, uh, doors and glass and Supernatural are as breakable as the plot demands. And this one is powerful and cannot be stopped, uh, except by a car. But yeah, the way they just slam through and then start, like, flinging holy water around, it's really chaotic. It's really good. I like it a lot. Everybody knows the best when way they, to kill demons <laughs> in America is with guns and cars. Yep. And, like, after they grab um, uh, Tamara, uh, Dean's, Dean, like, gets back in the car. It's like, go, 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 go! <laughs> yeah. He's so cute. Also, I like that they put a devil trap, devil's trap in their trunk. It's like, oh, yeah, we got our car is a, is a mobile demon prison. <laughs> Yeah, it's very funny to just have a demon in the trunk. Just drive around like that. It's fine. No one's going to, like, pull you over. One of these days I want to see them, like, actually drawing a devil's trap on the ceiling. Because it must be really annoying. Like, you got to get up on the ladder. Like, it's it's hard to draw things. Yeah, it's hard to draw on ceilings. Just ask uh, Michelangelo. (laughs) Does Bobby have, like, scaffolding so he can lie on his back? I feel like he would throw his back out. Maybe he called the boys over for help. Yeah, probably. Um... This is also Sam is the one to drag Tamara away from her dead husband, which, um, hold that thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tamara feels like a little bit like it's, I don't know how I feel about this. Like your loved ones just, your loved one just died, but also like they're hunters. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like on one hand, I get it. On the other hand, I'm not sure. Like. I don't know what's realistic here. It's hard to think about like a realistic reaction when it's like you're the person you love just got killed by demons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's been bothering me slightly, but it might be fine. I don't know. Curious what your two's take on I mean, her I'm reaction here it. and like how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where Tamara insists that she's going back and Dean says, I'll go with her. And Sam says, it's suicide, Dean. And Dean says, so what? I'm dead already. Sigh. Yeah. 
my notes here just say he's so with a little underline under so and a period sam's like how are you gonna kill him can't shoot him can't stab him they're not just gonna wait in line to get exercised and then yeah tomorrow says i don't care which is partly like i don't know if she wants to get revenge like i guess she just wants to die yeah, and that's she doesn't sad. care if it's revenge or death like she's just gonna yeah. go down fighting <laughs> and this is where i said in the chat that like this feels like a particularly strong uh like citation in the toolbox for the autistic dean argument with his extremely like wrong place wrong time can't stop himself from making a movie reference yeah when they do these are the seven deadly sins and dean goes what's in the box what's in the box and there's just this awkward silence and he like explains the reference and goes no yeah (laughs) brad pitt seven no it's really funny this is where bobby gets a really good bit um, he's like yelling at Tamara. He's like, "We're gonna take a breath and figure out what our next move is." And then they stare at each other, and he goes very quietly, "I am sorry for your loss." It's a really good Bobby moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to point something out here that the show, like the fact that the show does not acknowledge this at all, is baffling to me. Considering the 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 evidence Bobby uses is Binsfield's Bins, is Bin, Binsfield's classification of demons where he says in 1589 Binsfield ID'd the seven sins not just as human vices but as actual devils and then the show does not bring this up again I would like to point out the seven deadly sins according to Peter Binsfield are Lucifer, Mammon, Asmodeus, Leviathan, Beelzebub, Satan, and Belphegor Somehow I don't think that these characters are Lucifer, Mammon, Asmodeus, Leviathan, Beelzebub, and Belphegor, and Satan. No, like, Feels like those guys those are, are pretty big characters. deals. Yeah, no, I know. I know they are. I know they are. So why? It's not well, like, it's... I, the... this... Go on. This did come before... Uh, they decided that most of those characters were separate. Right, characters. but one of them is Satan, and the other, another is Lucifer. That is pretty funny. Like, yeah. you could at the very least hang a lampshade on the, what you just referenced and been like, it's it, it's such, like, he thought that they were, like, these demons, but actually they were, like, uh, this well, later like reference that we made on up. you not knowing that and not caring enough to know that. <sighs> Like, they weren't accounting for the Wyatts out there. They were just like, yeah, the point is that they're actual devils and not just human characteristics. Like we need physical yes. um, embodiments of these traits. <laughs> it's like, super, Supernatural's, like, picking, it, like, willingness to just completely pick and choose whatever it wants from folklore just drives me up the wall. Oh, I'm sure it does. It's like, you're going to... Mm. Just make something up. If you're going to reference, like, an actual thing that anyone could just look up and see how wrong you are, just make something up. Make up a fake name about a guy who classified demons. I, I, mm. It's just, it just annoys me. Hmm. You know what's annoying me now? It just occurred You're to me to look up Kripke? medieval. And, um, apparently medieval, I mean, this is rough because it's, like, approximate. Hmm. But it's... It's roughly like late 15th century, and Pinsfield is 1589. Oh, so that's like a hundred years after medieval Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for most people. Medieval just means anything like pre-enlightenment. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking old. Is the point? Yeah, even though it should mean pre-Renaissance, and the Renaissance was like long before 1589. 
anyway. Uh, Pedant's corner over. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we get Envy's speech. Mm-hmm. His vibes in this scene are very good. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. It is funny that he's, like, doing his, like, arrogant demon thing. It's like, buddy, they're just good. You know what's going to come out of this. You know what's going to happen. You know they're going to mm-hmm. exercise you. He seems so surprised when they start doing it. But yeah, let's let's zoom in on this a little more. He's like, uh, he makes a I am Legion for your many reference, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people croquet, others golf. Me, I like these people's insides on their outside. What? Yeah, I also know Cro- that some people yeah, crochet wait, line. Cro- I was like, hey, that's me. I was literally crocheting oh. as you, I saw You that said line. croquet. Wait, did I say croquet? You did. Yeah. But it's okay. Which I, is another hobby. I meant to say crochet. You got your brain stuck in the golf. I guess. Yeah, golf and croquet, yeah, I guess. Um, um. Then he goes, you really think you're better than me. Which one of you can cast the first stone, huh? And mm-hmm. says that Zine is a billboard of gluttony and lust. And Zine kind of makes like a, yeah, face. And Tamara, <laughs> all that wrath. And then he just moves on. He's just like, yeah, ah, we should we should pin down each uh, one of Bobby you. And Dean, Sam are Tamara, fine. moving on. <laughs> like, Bobby and Sam are standing <laughs> right there. This is the Sam Winchester show. Uh, yeah, this is the, the Dean season. So, um, on that note, it's really bad that Tamara is, you know, angry black woman. Wrath. Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. is this the only black woman we have? No, Cassie. But that's yeah. pretty much it. It's Cassie and Tamara, and Tamara is, uh, you know, literally the seven deadly sins compares her to Wrath. Mm-hmm. And then what is what is her response? She hits him in the face. Like. It's understandable that yeah, she's she has angry the right to be mad, but like the like, fact that this killed. is the only it's the female black character really in bad. the episode and most of the show, it's really bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's just applying that stereotype is bad. Yeah. Again, another I, of the problems. We should know like, if you simply had more characters, this wouldn't look so bad. Um, we should note, I guess, just because none of us has said it explicitly, and like people may not have watched this episode. Uh, Tamara is British, uh, which is. Like a slight, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I wasn't expecting that, um, particularly in a show that is so like Americana. Yeah. Which like doesn't really do anything or go anywhere with that, but it is interesting. Yeah, the actress is British, and I don't know if like she was yeah. the best to audition, or they specifically wanted a British actress. This is the only episode she's in, so we will never know. Oh, <sighs> she lives. She could have come back. Yeah. There's. I, I looked her up just because I was uh, trying to pull up her actor, um, and uh, it, it says on the Supernatural fandom wiki, Tomorrow is one of the five female Winchester allies to have not died and yet, not yet made an appearance since their debut pre-season four. <laughs> yeah. which is, incredible. Which is, in, yeah, uh, truly we've, incredible. We've all of them. The others are Cassie, oh. obviously. Kathleen, who's, yeah. I just looked this up and I immediately forgot. Oh, Kathleen, Diana, and Mara are the two cops and the DA who have helped them. Yeah, yeah. So we have five ladies who understand that the Winchesters are capitalized good guys, um, but who just don't show up ever again. Insanity inducing. Yeah. Anyway, then Envy says, uh, Envy, <laughs> Envy's a Hobbesian. Uh, he says, you call us sins. We're not sins, man. We're natural human instinct. You can repress and deny us all you want, but the truth is, you're just animals. Horny, greedy, hungry, violent animals. Making making arguments to the state of nature here. 
And then he says, and you know what? You'll be slaughtered like animals too, which is a pretty raw line. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Which, to be clear, the state of nature is, is bullshit justification for British uh, colonialism. Ah. Uh. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Hobbesian. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Thomas Hobbes. All my homies hate Thomas Hobbes. Yeah. In this house, we only send Hobbes the tiger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Tamara exercises him, and next we see of her, she, I'm going to skip over the rest of the scene for a second, she comes in out and says, demons out of the guy, and Sam says, I'm the guy, and Tamara says very coldly, she, he didn't make it, which is very similar to Gordon's approach to exercising people. Mm-hmm. Again, this idea that the, this apparently recurring thing of like black hunters being less caring about regular people is bad. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just the fact that, like, both of the black hunters we've seen have been either put into circumstances or were characterized as, like, valuing human life inherently less than the Winchesters do. Yeah. Which, again, is not a good look. I just want to bring up, and I don't have, like, a cogent, like, thesis here. I just want to mention this because it's a strange choice to me is um the as they're like preparing for their like cabin defense mission here as the, the demons are going to converge on them their radio starts playing i don't know if someone turns it oh, on yeah. or if it's just playing is uh is playing the song uh I shall not be moved uh which is a uh slave spiritual and protest song uh from the 19th century uh which hmm hmm I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. I don't have a specific here. thought here. It's just something yeah. to think about. Yeah, it's just something, just something, to, yeah. something for everyone to consider. Also, okay, now this is a, this is the, this is another thing about this. This is not. It's also not just a like off the cuff uh, thing. It's like, oh, let's play the song here. They, whoever made this decision, which I assume Kripke because he wrote this episode, um, is like wanted this song so badly that. The recording of this song was recorded for this episode. Like, it's on the soundtrack for the show. I cannot find... It's sung by uh, a uh, presumably man named uh, J.B. Burnett, who I can find nothing for. I, I this, this person... I, I, there are multiple J.B. Burnett's on the internet. I don't know if this guy is any of those people. I have no idea who this is. Like, who... Like... Why this guy was the guy they got to record it, like where he came from, where he went, I have no clue. It's a mystery. If anyone knows, email us. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, this was not just an off-the-cuff choice. They, like, paid for, a, like, a new recording of this song for the show. That's so it's, it's It's real weird. I do not know what to make of it. It's not yeah. even that, like... It's only it's only in here for like a second. Like it's not even a big deal. Like they don't even like play it over the fight scene or something. Like it's just like background noise. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's weird. It's literally just like while they're standing in the house ready for the fight yeah. scene. And then uh, yeah, and then Isaac shows up and like complicates what like the standoff. Mhm. I do like a good your loved one is back from the dead, but it's not really them. Yeah, and you know, and you're like, no, screw you. Like, he he tries to manipulate her and completely fails and gets owned. It is interesting Stakes that him with the whatever demon is in him at the moment has Isaac's memories. Like, yeah, we've seen that before, that though. Meg, be possible. if if the if if he was fully dead, 
you wouldn't expect them mm. to be able to access like his neurons you know um like also we've never maybe seen like even use a corpse for um season four reasons. yeah maybe five um like i've i don't think demons can just take bodies that are already dead um like they can keep it alive if they're already in it they can keep it moving maybe they did it like instantly uh, i don't know yeah, i think the implication has to be that he was like certainly going to die if the demon leaves him he'll die anyway um but he wasn't like all the way dead when they possessed him because otherwise i don't think this is possible yeah it's good though he's still all like bloody and foamy yes mm-hmm. and the fight scene starts yeah uh, i like the way that bobby like pretends to be scared and lures uh sloth into the devil's trap yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess reveals that he's a fan of the movie Animal House, which he quotes here. Which you know, it's a shitty it's it's like a fat phobic thing to say, but yeah. Yeah, he says fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. My notes say Bobby's smiley face, fat phobia, smi- frowny face. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really quick turnaround there. Yeah. Then Lust goes after Dean, makes some sexual comments kisses him yep. well, okay ra- to be more specific she puts her hands on his shoulder and he kisses her because that's how she works yep. mm-hmm. and then he drowns her in the sink which is blessed i guess uh, i think it's the bathtub but yeah oh it's a bathtub okay so there's the shower curtain oh yeah yeah yeah. um in the meantime pride has come in with a here's johnny it's yeah really here he is he's wearing a suit mm-hmm. he like really he good. looks up at the devil's trap and is like come on you think that's gonna fool someone like me Root of all sin. He knows who Sam is. This is where he yep. first calls him. Uh, he calls him the boy you, king. The prodigy, the boy mm-hmm. king. Really the interesting. The boy king. Season three going on. The boy king. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of that one? I, I, I mean, Knife Girl calls him the Antichrist. Next mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, next yes. episode. So... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I really like though here that we see some divisions um in like all is not well in the house of hell. It rhymes. Yeah. Pride says, um You think I'm gonna battle a cut rate piss poor human like you? I have my pride after all. Now with your yellow eyed friend dead, I guess I don't ha- really have to do a damn thing now, do I? Yeah, it's it's interesting. The implications he here are fascinating to me. It's yeah. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> the- what? The transcript. Oh, I'm gonna. I we can cut this out, but I need to read this. Oh, that is the the <laughs> upstairs. Pride knocks him to the ground, then pulls him up with an arm wrapped around his throat and begins strangling him. The mysterious young woman, bracket, remember her? She whose name might be Ruby, <laughs> appears. Bracket, <laughs> pointing at you, Canadian. Uh, sorry. Parentheses. <laughs> oh, it's. <laughs> It's really funny. Yeah. That's the transcript good. does not care. The transcript... See, this, maybe we should call... Because the transcript uh, was willing to protect the sanctity of Yellow Eyes' name, but <laughs> this transcript does not care about protecting the sanctity of Ruby's name. Okay, so we can say. After all that. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Knife Girl anyway, is Ruby. Yeah. Fans of the show will know. Yeah. Ruby like, who knows? Like, I don't know... And I don't know what that means ass. or, like, who that is, so it's fu- Yeah, it's fine. Oh, she kicks ass. 
She does. She's so cool. Her magic like knife a, like glows when it, when scene, she like. But it's not bad like slow mo usually is. It's good. It's good slow mo. They figured out how to do slow mo properly. Yeah. It only took two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> the way she like cuts just like completely like without any ceremony just cuts uh, Pride's throat. No, she cuts and, Gluttony's like, throat. Really oh, sorry, Gluttony's throat. Gluttony's throat. Stabs right. Pride in the neck. Right, yeah, she steps pride in the net. That's the thing. And, like, the little, like, spark that the throat cut makes is really cool. She's the way so their cool. mouths glow. She's so cool. She's really cool. And so then Sam goes, who the hell are you? And Ruby says, I'm the girl that just saved your ass. And Sam says, well, I just saved yours, too. And Ruby yeah, says, they do, uh, Sam, and she's gone. I was about to bring that up, where they do a combo attack on Pride. Sam punches him, and the punch is, like, fast, and then the react is slow-mo. So we see, like, Ruby move into position as his head is getting, like, twisted around. And then, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, she comes through and, like, stabs him through the throat with the knife and we see it in his mouth and like his eyes are fully like black as it happens too it's really cool it's a really good fight scene yeah this is a very mm -hmm. satisfying scene um but also this dialogue is like put that in your back pocket it's gonna be really nicely paralleled cool it's it's really good bobby calls the survivors the pretty girl and the heavy guy not a fan of that uh phrase yeah 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 it's not good what is Dean quoting when he says, who was that masked chick? Oh, um, uh, uh, Lone Ranger. Thank you. Who was that masked man? Uh, and then Dean says, actually, the more troubling question would be, how come a girl can fight better than you? Ha ha, Dean, you're so funny. Ha ha ha. It is funny, though, that the, the more troubling question would be is the same phrasing he used when he says, how come people keep assuming we're gay? That's just Dean's question to go, actually, let's, let's have some... Uh, internalized shit over here instead. Um, as they're burning the bodies, there's a nice shot where it's like looking up at them so it's like them against a very blue sky. Look what you can accomplish when you don't desaturate your episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my notes then say, Sam says, wait Bobby, we can win this war, right? And Bobby says, press X to doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's good in like how ominous it is. Dean does a little hand rub here. He's stimming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Near divergent king. <laughs> and so Sam tries to get Dean to agree to go to check something out to get out of the deal. And Sam Dean says we're not mm -hmm. going. And Sam says, you know what? I've had it. I've been bending over backwards trying to be nice to you. And shrugs. I don't care anymore. And Dean says that didn't last long, which really made me laugh. Because no, it yeah, it it's very episode. funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also the thing that Sam wanted to take Dean to. He says, uh, "Hoodoo priestess outside of uh, Shreveport," which. I was very nervous when he said that. I was like, oh no, there's no way a show would get a hoodoo priestess right, and I'm glad that they don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's it's uh, a relief when they don't follow through on throwaway lines. Uh-huh. <sighs> and then, yeah, Sam is like, you got some kind of death wish or something, and Dean says, Dean tells him about the, like, we try to welch our way to the deal, you die, those are the terms. So if you try to find a way, I'm going to stop you. 
And Sam very rightly calls Dean a selfish hypocrite to do this. And Dean's like, yeah, you're right, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sam says it was selfish, and Dean says, you're right, it was selfish. After everything I've done for this family, I think I'm entitled. He's entitled to die? He's entitled to allow himself yeah. to sacrifice himself? <sighs> and he says, I'm tired. I don't know. It's like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and Sam says, it's hellfire, Dean. And Dean says, whatever. And that's a really good exchange, and it makes me bang my head into walls. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I can't. I just... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. It's a it's a snappy response from Sam. Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's hellfire. It's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And then Dean says, I feel good for the first time in a long time. I got a year to live, Sam. I like to make the most of it. So what do you say we kill some evil sons of bitches and raise a little hell, huh? And that's that's how that's that's the conclusion to this argument. Yeah. Dean's like, yeah, you know what? It's fine. I'm fine. I've accepted this. It's. It's good. I like it. I think it's good. It's really good setup for the rest of season three. Like these are the yeah. vibes going forward. Mm-hmm. These are the vibes. This is what Dean's gonna be like. He like has accepted. He's perfectly happy with his situation. At least on the, the outside. Timer is ticking. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious how they're gonna get out of this. Smiley face. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's the episode. Unless anyone has anything else. No, I'm good. Do we have actor facts? Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, Ruby, uh, who I wrote in my notes here before I knew whether we were going to say her name, I called her Magic Life, Magic Knife Cool Lady, um, is uh, is Katie Cassidy, which also great name, very (laughs) cowboy esque name. Yeah. Um, who uh, most famously is Black Canary in like every CW DC TV show, like Arrowverse thing. Uh, she's in so many of them. A Black Canary gets around, I guess. Uh, I've never seen any of those shows. People like them. Uh, and um, she is also uh, Chris Fowles in the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot in like 2010 or something like that. Uh, Tamara is uh, Carolyn Chikezi, is I think how you say that name, uh, who I have included here because she plays, and I don't know, this might just be for me, but she plays Nasuata in the Aragon movie. Which was startling to me. Um, That's such a specific cut. I know. I know it is. Um, but, you know, actor facts is partly where I go to, like, include things that are just very startling to me and potentially to other people as well. Um, she is also the protagonist of the TV show The Governor, um, which I think is still airing. Uh, and finally, uh, Isaac is Peter Macon, who is Lieutenant Commander Bordis in the Orville, uh, which I have not seen, but I believe that character is like a Worf reference primarily. I don't, I don't know. I know nothing about the Orville. If I'm wrong, please don't get mad at me. With that, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about episode two. The kids are Episode two uh, opens with a dad bringing his daughter back to her mom's house. She was apparently distraught and demanded that he bring her back to her mom's house. Uh, She says that she doesn't like it at her dad's house and that there are monsters there. Uh, She hugs her mom and tells her not to let the monsters get her. Uh, Then we cut to her dad, who's working in a wood shop. His table saw suddenly turns on, uh, 
And, of course, when he turns it off, it just turns back on again. And he comes over to figure out what's going on. And he falls on it and dies. It's very gruesome. Uh, but in the, you know, horror movie way that, as we talked about in the last episode, we get that sweet, sweet new title card. And then we cut to Sam in a cafe talking to Bobby about a possibility of getting Dean out of his deal. Dean comes in and tells Sam about the thing from the cold open and talks about the possibility of a case. Sam thinks that it's a little leaky, but Dean admits that there's something else in Cicero, Indiana besides this guy's death. A girl he spent a weekend with eight years ago named Lisa. Uh, so they go to Cicero, and Dean heads to the housing development without Sam. He finds out that Lisa is having a party, and turns out it's her son's eighth birthday. His name is Ben, and he is somehow a carbon copy of Dean. He loves ACDC, flirting, and cars. You know, that's exactly how genetics work. Uh, Dean instantly imprints on this kid, half because he can't ignore the possibility that Ben is his son, and half because, as we've discussed, Dean is a mother hen, and he wants to be a dad so fucking bad. Uh, so while Dean and Ben are hanging out, the mom from the cold open and Lisa are talking in the kitchen. Lisa asks how she's doing after her ex-husband's death, and she says that she's doing okay, but she's worried about her daughter Katie. She expresses that there's something really wrong with her, and that she's not sure that she's really Katie anymore. Uh, we cut to Katie standing kind of creepily in the yard, like staring around. Uh, Lisa understandably gets a little freaked out and says that she's going to help get her help and that she shouldn't talk that way about her obviously grieving daughter. She and Katie leave in a huff. Uh, Dean talks to Lisa and finds out that there have been a lot of that there has been a lot of bad luck in the neighborhood recently. So there's lots of accidents. Uh, Sam and Ruby meet up in a restaurant where she proceeds to be an asshole and eat his French fries. She reveals that something happened to all of Mary's friends after her death and tells Sam that she's a really good hunter and that's why she knows all of this. She gives him her phone number and tells him to call her after he looks into the deaths or after he looks into Mary's friends. Um, meanwhile, Dean calls Sam, puts him on the case, uh, and he pretends to be a life insurance guy. It turns out that the dad fell off of a ladder and apparently died. The only person at home was the daughter, Dakota, uh, and she's, like, standing in the window being a little creepy, and there's this, like, red dust on the windowsill that D Sam thinks is blood. Um, then we see the mom from the cold open waking up from a nap on the couch. Katie is sitting there being really weird and asking for food. She sees Katie's reflection in the glass of a mirror and sees that Katie is, in fact, a really fucked up flesh monster. Uh, she it's like a lamprey. Realizes that her, like a lamprey. Uh, she realizes that her neck hurts uh, and that she's like, she goes to the bathroom to try and figure out like what's going on. So she makes Katie a grilled cheese and then goes upstairs to look at her neck. Katie does not like that. So she comes and starts pounding on the door, demanding to be let in. Uh, Katie only stops when there's a knock on the front door. It's the realtor, and she's coming to deliver a care package and to bother uh, the mom about whether or not she's going to sell her ex's house or not. Uh -huh. uh, so she gets rightfully annoyed and basically tells her to fuck off. Uh, Dean finds Ben at the playground. Turns out a not-so-nice kid has taken his game and won't give it back. Dean, of course, advises him to go kick the bully in the nuts to get his game back, which he does. Of course, Lisa shows up and is rightfully pissed off, not only that Ben assaulted someone, but also that Dean told him to and is acting like a dad when he really, really shouldn't be. And then as Lisa takes Ben off, uh, Ben runs over and hugs Dean. And then it's so good. It's Dean notices cute. there are a few like really creepy children just kind of staring at him. Uh, then we cut to Katie's mom. She's putting Katie in the car and driving up to a lake. She keeps Katie in the car and then lets it roll into the water. She thinks it's this over and when she gets back. Up. It was fucked, yeah. 
Uh, and then when she gets back, there's a soaking wet Katie sitting at the table, acting like nothing happened. Uh, so then we cut to Sam and Dean figuring out that these weird kids are changelings. They impersonate children to suck a certain fluid from the mother for a few weeks until the mom finally dies. And the only way to kill them is to set them on fire. Uh, Dean is worried that Ben can get ki- is going to get kidnapped, so he goes to see Lisa to try to get her out of town for the weekend. It doesn't work. Uh, Lisa is not going to take his fake credit card. Um, and Dean also finds out that Ben has already been changelinged. Uh, they figure out that the red mark on the windows is dirt, not blood. Uh, and then they go to an unfinished house with some, like, red dirt in the front yard. Uh, they find all the kids in cages and also find the realtor lady. Turns out the realtor is the mom changeling, because that's apparently yeah. a thing. Uh, so Sam faces off against the mom and fights her. Meanwhile, Dean and Ben get all the kids out. Sam kills the changeling mother, and all the changeling children burst into flames. That's convenient. Uh, they bring... <laughs> It is. It's very convenient. They bring Ben back to Lisa, and Dean explains what happened and talks and basically gives her the I'm a hunter, I hunt monsters talk. Uh, she's grateful to him and offers to like let him stay, you know, stick around. But Dean, knowing that he is going to die in a year, really can't, so he turns it down, and it's really sad, and we all cry. Um, and then we cut to Sam, who's doing a bunch of research on all of his mom's friends, um... And it turns out that, like, a whole bunch of his mom's friends are, like, dead. And, like, I think part of her family. Um, mm-hmm. So then Ruby shows up. She's really vague. And then Sam demands to know who she is and how she knows all this. Uh, and then she goes, surprise, and her eyes go yep. black. She's the demon. Turns out that she's a demon. Um, he starts moving for some holy water while she quickly explains that she wasn't on Yellow Eyes' side. And she, in fact, wants to help Sam. She mentions that he's the Antichrist and that if he helps her, she can help save Dean from his deal. And that's where the episode ends. Well, she mentions that he's the Antichrist also in the diner scene earlier. Yeah. Does she? She says, I love a tall man. And then there's the whole Antichrist thing. And Sam's like, excuse Uh, me? That's valid. Yeah, fun episode. But yeah, that's the episode. Yeah. yeah. The datification of Dean starts now. I mean, it really started in 1-3. Dead in the water with Lucas. Yes. But this is where it really yes. starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay, so chronologically, I hate this yeah. cold open. It's really good in a way that I can't watch. Um, I'm a baby <laughs> about like murderous appliances. I couldn't watch the garbage yeah. disposal in whatever episode that was. Um, Home. Thank you. And I can't watch this. I had to just look away and wait for my headphones to go squeak so I could know to look back. <laughs> it's brutal this guy gets annihilated it's it's yeah. rough it's really good the way uh, okay I, <clears throat> two things first thing i really love the way uh the cinematography in the scene the way the camera just like sits ominously behind the saw the the transcript actually says describes like the scene and says and one of those circular table saws you really don't want to see show up in a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true those things are dangerous um okay so um did did is the implication that Katie did this? I don't who killed him? That's so I mean, weird, yeah. Because okay, Katie so, got so taken. Later, they did home. say that um anyone who gets between the changeling and the food source will die, yeah. which is why dads keep dying. Um it mm-hmm. is weird that Katie would go home and then kill her dad. Yeah, did did another changeling do that? It's very it's weird. It doesn't well, make any sense. Okay. So presumably it's like one of those three other creepy kids that yeah. try to keep Lisa from leaving, maybe, or something like that. Maybe it's probably like a red herring to make you think, oh, it's yeah. a ghost. Like maybe the mom yeah. did it, the evil realtor lady. 
Yeah, it is. It is very strange. It's, though. Yeah, it, in hindsight, it doesn't make any sense. Like so many supernatural cold, cold opens. Yeah, I mean it's particularly egregious in this one. I think. Yeah, like it would make more sense if the dad died while Katie was there, and then she had to go back yes. to her mom. Not just yeah. like she yep. wanted to go back to her mom, and then the dad the dad was yeah. killed. Mm-hmm. Also, very funny in hindsight that Katie's like, "Don't let the monsters get me." Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Katie's actor is really good. Yeah. Oh. Like especially oh! in this first scene where she's like so upset. I've got it. Do we have an early actor? I've cracked fact? it. Cracked what? It. The dad. Katie in the cold open is Katie. She hasn't been taken yet. The thing that killed the dad is the changeling that will replace her. That's the monster that she's scared of. Oh, that's true. She does say that. Um, yeah. The mom says that Katie doesn't seem yeah. like herself after her dad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes more sense. Thank you. Wyatt. So that's evil changeling Katie that kills him, who she is afraid of, probably because the changeling already tried to come for her and like failed mm-hmm. in some way. It was like she knows that there's a monster after her. So uh, which is even Imagine like sadder and scarier. And you can't get a yeah. child. Oops. Yep. <laughs> I made up mm-hmm. that age. Actually, um, Ben is is eight. So yeah, somewhere in that range. So never mind. Take it back. This cold opening is good. It makes perfect sense. It's just subtle. <laughs> we are just a little bit dumb. Yeah. Speaking of a little yeah. bit dumb, in this opening scene with the boys, mm. <laughs> Sam's cover story about being on the phone with Bobby <sighs> to, to continue researching Order. Oh. is that he's ordering pizza and Dean goes, dude, you do realize that you're in a restaurant? I love them. He's so dumb, bestie. <sighs> I was drinking water when you said that and like swallowed it wrong and my chest hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for Oh no. <laughs> Um, I love that he has this, like, translation bar. It's, like, 21% translated. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we should get to look at Sam's laptop more. I want to see what they yeah. think happens. We'll see what they think computers do. I don't... Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think translation software works like this or worked like this in, like, 2007. Maybe it's just, like, not mm. literally, like, 27% translated. It's just, like, translation is 27% loaded. Which I don't is still know. dumb. I don't know. It's, it's still dumb. dumb. It's 2007. It's His I laptop like isn't it. that bad. It's it's just, it's very silly. No, it says translation in progress. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's the idea of machine translating demon spelling rituals is hilarious to me. Why would, also, why would you need to translate it if it's a demon? Wouldn't it be more effective in its original language anyway? Well, it's not in Latin. Maybe the ingredients are in another language. Mm. No, we see the screen and it's like flashing... I don't know what alphabets those are, but it's not the Latin alphabet, so, so the boys wouldn't. Know That's how to fair. Read it. That's true. That's fair. They need to at least translate. But then you need it. a you don't need a translation. You need a romanization. <laughs> anyway, it's silly. And then yeah, his lie is so bad. There's like a close up on his face here that I thought was really cute, where he's like, "Haha, yeah, pizza." Oh, season three, Sammy. It's Sanskrit, mm-hmm. by the way. It says Sanskrit on his computer. He's translating it from Sanskrit. I'm going to gift this because it's really cute. It's a good Sammy moment. Put it in ref's channel, please. Yeah. I was like, I will have order. I never know. I never know what the, what the hell Dean is talking about. He says, like, gumbo girl, and then he goes, does that make me pokey? And I don't know what that means. Oh, he, no, gum, he, he's referencing Gumby. You know, the kids show Gumby, the stretchy no, guy. Clearly. The, you never watched Gumby? green claymation. Yeah. I don't know anything. I didn't watch TV as a kid. 
Okay, fair enough. I've never seen You've... Gumby, but I only I know him as a You reference. know, you you will recognize this character if I post him in the chat. You you will have seen him on the internet. Nope. No, really? Never? I don't think so. Anyway, okay. yeah, Gumby has Gumby's has a has a pony named Pokey. It's a very Canada weird Lisa thing wrote to him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, I, I literally I, just I, came to the yes, same conclusion. Yes, I was about to say it's a very weird reference to make in this context. Dean into pony play confirmed. Don't say things. I'm revoking. I'm turning off your microphone. <laughs> um, I will not be silenced. I do like that Dean goes, is my dying wish. And Sam goes, yeah, well, how many dying wishes are you going to get? And he goes, as many as I can squeeze out. Yeah, it's He's good. about to play this card as many times as he wants, Sam. He's dying he's, for yeah, you. He's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, the music while they're driving is really fun. It's good. I have no yeah. idea what music it is. Like, is it original soundtrack? I don't know, but it's very balanced. I, yeah, I'm I pretty sure it's a... To it. It's it was good. On the OST, yeah. It's like, um... Uh, it's like a keyboard. Um, like a... I don't know what... I don't know what to call it the on a keyboard, because keyboard means different things, but it's that style of keyboard. <laughs> I don't know music t terms in a way that I could describe this well. Keyboard, I don't know. It was upbeat. It was fun. Yeah, it's jazzy. I don't know. Some kind of electric piano. Um, in this suburban development where Lisa piano. lives, everything is like nicely saturated. You've got like very blue sky, very green yeah. lawns, bright balloons. This like idealized suburbia that we've seen Dean have contentious relationship with. Importantly, it's a gated community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, I posted the the, the, the savvy expression. He's so cute. <laughs> He's like, mm, yeah, it's, it's, fine, it's fine. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Just order. Yeah, I like. I have like one like big like major issue with this episode, and it's solely around the fact that Changeling has decided what they is what they decided to use here, even though these are nothing like Changelings in folklore, which I'm gonna go off about later. Uh, however, mm -hmm. I do really like that this episode takes place in a gated community. I really like what it has to say about like the the kind of eerie nature of gated communities the fact that i don't know there's something like the i mean we've talked a bunch of times about how this show likes to gesture towards like the darkness beneath suburbia uh all is not right in the like american nuclear family etc cetera, etc cetera. i think it is of note uh like thematically that our primary um i i guess yeah no both of our primary characters here that have this happen to them are uh, women who don't have husbands. Like, one of them uh, is divorced, and the other, like, just like just had a kid with someone and is a single mom. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it's... And I don't know if what it's saying here is, like, good, necessarily. It's something about, like, the, the absence of the father that makes the, like, mother more vulnerable. But in my most, like, um, reparative reading of this episode... That is something to say about, like, the nature of uh, isolationist communities, like, the fact that because the nuclear family is the makeup of, like, of, of America, of, like, the social structure in America, when it is broken, there is, like, no, like, support structure here. Like, these women are alone to deal with the monsters that their children have come, and there's nothing that can, like, help them because they don't have anyone else with them, like, in their house or, like, that they can connect to or like get help with or can like be a second opinion on this 
Uh, I don't know. I think all that is very interesting. And that's by design on the changelings. Yes, part. exactly. The cha- the changelings specifically will yes. kill anybody who might be able to help the mom. Yeah, and it's just like it's extra good for a changeling if there's no one in the way already. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good for for Dean that Lisa kicked him out because if she yeah let him yeah I was about to like, yeah Ben would have killed him. This episode was ripe for like I'll Dean being that. targeted as like a a subplot happening here. I'm surprised they didn't go for that. It would have fit. It would have like connected things well in terms of like Dean becoming this kid surrogate dad. Yeah, but we need to leave this open for something else. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk more about this later. That's just my yeah. overall It'll like thoughts really about. Good. Yeah, this framing. Really I like that framing. Um, it kind of reminds me, like, some of what you were saying, which is, it's, it's not actually similar. It's just reminding me of, um, what was it called? The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, which is a fun novel. It's just, like, the, um, it starts out as, like, a Southern Book Club where, like, these, um, white women are getting together to talk about books with their, like, pearl necklaces while their husbands are doing their thing mm-hmm. um but then like a vampire starts showing up and preying on like vulnerable members of the community and it's really good that sounds cool that's yeah. like a cool book it was fun it was really well written too i recommend it um oh, well, but yeah back to supernatural um, yeah back to the show <laughs> i love lisa mm-hmm. I do yeah have to say, um okay most of what i have to say is gonna have to wait but some of what i have to say is that ben's dean coding indicates that lisa uh, is yes like, like that's not how genetics work right which means that he must have gotten all of these interests mm-hmm. from yes nurture rather than nature which means that lisa has raised him into being this child who loves acdc and cars and leather jackets and women um because no one else lisa has raised them. a baby dean lisa has raised a baby dean she's like you know what you should be like this guy who i never saw this again. guy um this guy who so had just, who just, I had one crazy huge, weekend with. Um, gone girl monologue, cool girl speech, uh, vibes off of this. Let me find the speech so mm-hmm. I can get it out. Well, you do that, yeah. I was I was baffled at and the show frames this in a very funny way of like the things this kid says and the way Dean like reacts to them. It's really um, good. I the, do like, love it. He's like, yeah, ACDC rules, and Dean get, immediately gets this look at his face as if Dean somehow thinks that this is how genetic wor- genetics work, and the fact that mm-hmm. this kid is identical to him like means that it's his son, even though personality isn't passed on genetically in that way. Oh yeah, liking ACDC is hard coded into dean winchester's dean uh genes uh his dean yeah loving <laughs> dad rock is an inheritance <laughs> yeah, i found the cool the cool girl monologue i'm going to skip over some of it for being explicit but um men mm-hmm. always say that as the defining compliment don't they she's a cool girl being the cool girl capitalized means i am a hot brilliant funny woman who adores football poker dirty jokes and burping who plays video games drinks cheap beer sex monologue about diet culture because cool girls are above mm-hmm. all hot hot and understanding cool girls never get angry they only smile in a chagrin loving manner and let their men do whatever they want go ahead shit on me i don't mind i'm the cool girl men actually think this girl exists maybe they're fooled because so many women are willing to pretend to be this girl etc etc um you are not dating a woman you are dating a woman who has watched too many movies written by socially awkward men who like to believe that this kind of woman <laughs> exists and might kiss them etc um it's a good monologue uh maybe he's a vegetarian so cool girl loves satan and is 
I don't have no idea how to pronounce that, and is great with dogs. Or maybe he's a hipster artist, so cool girl is a tattooed, bespectacled nerd who loves comics, uh, etc. But believe me, he wants cool girl, who is basically the girl who likes every fucking thing he likes and doesn't ever complain. Um, so that is Lisa. Like, I do love Lisa as a character. She's very fun, mm-hmm. and she's very mm-hmm. cool, and she's very pretty, which helps. Um, but, <laughs> and, like, the, the character giving the speech in Cool Girl in, in Gone Girl is not a role model <laughs> for a variety of reasons. That being mm-hmm. said, uh, Lisa is the cool girl because she likes everything Dean likes, apparently, in that she was able to mm-hmm. raise her son to be exactly like Dean. Yeah, I think it is, like, it's not explicit uh, in the way that, like, kind of we we have like tugged that out of the show a little bit the show never Mm -hmm. she has there are implications that she used to be a lot like dean or like you can see it in her um but it's not i feel like it is kept at least somewhat subtle like it's not made explicit like she is like doing her best to be a normal mom and we can yeah the implications of ben's dean coding are fascinating yes yeah we can infer a lot to carmen who is (laughs) yes Specifically, Carmen Dean's was cool very girl. explicitly, yeah, the <laughs> Dean's cool girl. Um, yeah, we can infer a lot from how Ben is, uh, like that is like the absences, like in her, if that makes sense. Like, we don't need to see her act like that in in order for us to infer it from Ben. Uh, just to like re- read a little bit of this exchange because it's really good. Dean's like, So it's your birthday, and Ben goes, Guilty, which. It's so funny. Dean's like, it's a cool party. Ben says, dude, it's so freaking sweet, which Dean says all the time. Um, and this moon bounce, it's epic. Dean's like, uh, yeah. And but then Ben says, you know who else thinks they're awesome? Chicks. It's like hot chick city out there. This child is eight. He's eight. And then like, Where is he learning but he, to be like, a killer? he like bats him on the chest and then like goes. She's like, look out, ladies, here comes trouble as he goes into the moon bounce thing. It's ridiculous. It's a cartoon. It's so funny. As he tries to figure out the dates. Yep. It's Mm -hmm. so funny. It's Mm -hmm. really cute. It's really fun. It's really funny. It's also like kind of dumb, but like in a way that I do love. Yeah. It's like I said, it's like a cartoon. It's it's stupid, but it's funny uh, in a way that is like it's like heightened reality. Yeah. 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 Uh, And Ben does a really good job. Like throughout this episode, as is yeah. like very fun child <laughs> actor, he's child. really good. I love you, Ben. Um, I I love the women at the party who are just gossiping about how yes. Dean is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women continue. It's to like it's weekend of my life, Dean. Yeah, it's very clear that Lisa has like told this story multiple times. Like Dean is legendary in the local community. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a fucking gated community yeah. full of. Sexually yeah. repressed forty-year-old yes. women. Like, yeah, she's gonna brag. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all are reading Harlequin romance novels. I'm out here. <laughs> we are not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then Lisa talks to Katie's mom, but then Dean comes in and. Wait, hold on. Lee- you okay, can't. Okay. Mm, no, I'm go not ahead. gonna let you just skim past this. Okay, I was gonna go back I- to Lisa, but go ahead. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. We, it's just this art. This is waiting to burst out of me. If you want to finish on the topic I'm, with I'm just Lisa, just we can quickly do like the Dean and Lisa speech where, yeah. um, Dean very awkwardly tries to imply like, "Hey, is Ben my child?" And yes. Lisa's very awkward about it and like startled. She she's like, "What?" Yeah, no. I'm like, "Hmm, is he though? Is he?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the show definitely plays it as like maybe she's lying. Maybe. 
Like, it's never going to tell us if it really is Dean's biological child, but it's mm-hmm. certainly not saying no. I mean, I didn't get but the also, sense that she was lying. But also, more does but... say no. Yeah, more importantly, the the show tells us that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The bobbification of Dean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, also, while Dean is running into the kitchen to ask, he, like, runs into a garbage can. <laughs> He's yeah, such a bump. He just knocks him. the lid off of it. Yeah, okay, now you can talk about Katie's scene. Yep, okay, so, so, so changelings. We don't know in the show yet that these are changelings, but I feel like this is important for what I'm about to talk about. Um, there's a thing that fantasy does, and urban fantasy often particularly does, and also horror, uh, that is like, it's sort of impossible to reckon with, in a clear way like it's it's this is always a difficult thing that happens because in this scene katie's mom is right this is not katie her katie has been replaced with a monster in real life people's children are not replaced with monsters and so obviously lisa gives the correct real life thing of like hmm it's real messed up that you're saying that you don't think that your kid is your kid you probably need uh, help in some way like, this is not a good situation. Uh, now, we know that she's right, but there is a there's an unfortunate thing when it comes to stuff like that of, like, endorsing behavior that is is bad to do. Like, your, your kid is probably is almost certainly your kid. I don't think that monsters that replace children exist. Uh, and this is particularly like hits a thing for me in particular as someone who is autistic um, and I'm just going to talk about changelings in general here because the show decided to use them even though they could have used anything else. And it ties into this idea is like, my daughter is not my daughter. There is something wrong with her uh, that also ties into the uh, fact that she attempts to murder Katie later in the show, which like, again, for the show, I get it because she knows at this point that her daughter has been replaced by an evil lamprey monster. She has seen it like Katie is not acting like Katie. I get all of that. But also, I'm going to read a section here uh, from a book I got for Christmas that is very good uh, called Finding Fairies by Alexandra Rowland, um, which is written in such a way that it is both like an encyclopedia of fairies but what if fairies actually existed um like what if you lived in a world where fairies were real and it's like a mixture of storytelling and scholarship in a way i think it's pretty cool um and i could go off about this myself but i think the book does a the book says it better than i could so i'm just gonna read it changelings and stolen children Traditional folklore tells us that, from time to time, the fairies will take a shine to a particular infant or toddler, especially if the child is particularly beautiful or their parents are particularly boastful. In its place, the fairies are said to leave a changeling, which at first appears identical to the human child but eventually reveals its true nature. The simple fact of the matter is that fairies do not leave changelings, period. Many modern scholars and psychologists believe that these myths and accounts were, in actuality, the only available explanation at the time for what we now suspect may have been the onset of autism symptoms. Nearly all the identifying traits of changelings in myths map quite closely to many of the common presentations of the disorder in young children, including social disinterest and aversion to touch and eye contact, a delay in speech acquisition, or low rates of verbalization overall, highly focused and specific interests, lack of empathy, repetitive movements, even children on the less severe end, presenting only with a dreamy demeanor or not-quite-right social cues, have been described as touched by the fairies. 
Even in modern times, many parents of autistic children express a wish of wanting their, quote, real child, unquote, back. This is, obviously, a hugely damaging attitude to have, one that centers the feelings of the parents over the basic welfare of the child, but the changeling explanation in a historical context must have been better than the alternative of having no answers at all. Uh, and yeah, going on from here, often this was an excuse for infanticide. There are lots of like historical examples of people killing their children because they say that they've been replaced by a fairy, that they're not their real child, that there's something wrong with them. Uh, there are changeling myths like all over Europe. It's extremely common. Um, lots of different versions of them, lots of different like ways of solving the problem. Uh, some more benign than others. Uh, there's some funny stuff about eggshells that I won't go on about. Feel free to do your own research there. Uh, but yeah, this particular like attitude of like, this is not my child, so I am going to drown it in a river, is like a thing that has happened to real children like a lot over the course of history. And so this car scene really messed me up. That's my that's my yeah. that's my changeling diatribe. Also, I guess, like, uh, a thing that this book does uh, miss is it was not, like, autism is was or does appear to be in the, like, historical studies one of the major, like, uh, reasons why kids were called changelings, but also, like, any sort of developmental disability uh, was often used mm -hmm. as, like, a, a reason to accuse a child of being a changeling and often to uh, kill them. Not always, but, you know. Oh, right. One other thing, which is also, uh, by the way, just a little fact. This is where the word oaf comes from, um, which is like comes from alf, which comes from elf, which fairies and elves have are basically very similar to each other. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. Um, and I guess one final thing is it's the Wikipedia citation on this is unclear, but also in my like extra research just to brush this up a little bit, I did find that uh, potentially the reason why. This is so common as a specific thing, um, unrelated to uh, searching for a reason why like your kid is not typical, um, is that in various regions of Europe, uh, like, you know, lots of like war and invasion, et cetera, et cetera. And Wikipedia says, um, some folklorists believe that fairies are memories of inhabitants of various regions in Europe who have been driven into hiding by invaders. They held that changelings had actually occurred. The hiding people would exchange their own sickly children for the healthy children of the occupying invader, which I just think is an interesting historical thing of, like, wh why this might be so common. All right, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, it just... <laughs> that, was, that was good. It's, it's again, Very Supernatural good. just, like, using... Just using things just because they want to and, like, not in a way that is like interested in like the history of the thing like just wants to have a name for whatever their idea for an episode is <laughs> just gets under my skin as i said before like, like changelings are really interesting and you can like do lots of interesting things with them folklore as a monster of the week it's more like monster of yeah. the week and we'll call it folklore yeah exactly <laughs> i was like what if we had creepy children oh i know something about creepy children let's use that and i thought <laughs> there's a there's a there's a lot of vampire red herrings in this episode also. Um the, the book there's a character the Yes, the marking on the neck. Um the there's a character reading a book at some point that I'm trying to find here. Uh it's that is a book about vampires. Um here we go. I found the thumbnail. Uh the only thing is is the 
Amazon Prime thumbnails don't match up. Okay, the his, um. It's the Katie's mom. Yeah, the historian. Historian, yeah. Which... Yeah, the historian by uh, Elizabeth Kostova, mm-hmm. which is which a book is about like vampires. Blending historical Dracula and fictional Dracula. Yeah. So, yeah, they could have been vampires. I guess if well, they were vampires, then touch, the... I think. Like, as red herring is... Yeah, it is. It depends on you to actually recognize a book. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah. I, I guess if they were vampires, then the real kids couldn't still, like, be a thing. But it's also just, like, as is very obvious, uh, I like fairies. I think fairies are interesting. Um... I, I enjoy stories about fairies, and it's weird that they just completely, like, I feel like most people know what changelings are, have heard of changelings, at least to some degree. They're a very common thing in fairy tales, gestures to the word fairy tales, uh, and it's wild that the show just completely removes them from its own lore about changelings. I just think that's weird and funny, also. That being said, the creepy children are pretty good horror. Like this is this oh yeah is no they're great like this is why I wish that they had just like called them something else but whatever it's fine I'm not mad about it. <laughs> um, are we good to move to the Sam and Ruby scene? Yes, I would like to talk about this. Okay. I love Ruby immediately establishing like two power moves after each other. She closes his laptop and then she takes his fries. Yep. <laughs> she just doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit. I love her. She is such a bitch, and I love her so. She's much. really good. She um, does feel. Yeah. Oh, go on. Then she calls Sam a damsel in distress, which, mm-hmm. okay, Sam, your Sammy is GNCAF, but, like, the the um, strong female character, in quotes, mm-hmm. of, like, the, the you know, tough woman says men are like girls. It's like, hmm, aren't we past this? Yeah, you, you have said what I was about to say, which is why I shut up and let you say it. Yeah, extremely that. Ruby is extremely that in a way that. Who's the last person? We talked about Meg. another character who was like that. Meg, right, right. Mm-hmm. Or no, was it was it Meg? or Because uh, I thought we also talked about this with Joe. Yeah, probably. Because I, I recall... Oh, yeah, if, I think it was... If you any blonde women in the show, they will <laughs> yes. have a knife, and they will try to tell you that you are girly. <laughs> I guess Meg being a villain is like a different thing, like a little bit for this character type. Um it, it it doesn't matter. I was going to talk in context of Joe, which at the time I remember I talking about how like, yeah, I didn't notice that because Joe felt more like, I don't know, just a person or like was written in a way that like, is that definitely, but feel like that being a little, at least a little bit less common now, at least in like the media that I engage even in. Even if, if uh, Joe would, I don't remember if she did, but like if she did make jokes about like, you guys are getting beat up by a girl or whatever. Like, I feel like that would be more in character as like something that she would have picked up on, like being surrounded by the hunter community yes. full of like tough guys that she has to kind of become a tough guy in that sense, to, to, like for survival reasons. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, Meg and Ruby don't really have that. They're just yes. sexist for no reason. They're just, they're just supposed to be cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, that's where it, it comes from for me is Joe feels like there's more going on there than her, like, just being supposed to be cool. Whereas, like, for Ruby, I mean, I, I I imagine there will be more going on, but just in the scenes that she's been in, like, that has been the primary way that she has been framed and written as someone you're immediately supposed to be like, oh, she's cool, she doesn't care, she's, she's Colin Sam Princess, like, or Damsel. Yeah. 
She is very that. Joe has gender troubles. Ruby's just a bitch. Affectionate. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, God, I do love her, though. Like she, said, yeah, this I is am, the thing. I we can we can be critical and also love her. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I wrote Sam, in my notes. Sam's she like is not like other knife, girls. And she go, he goes, where'd you get it? And she goes, Sky Mall, stealing the ketchup. <laughs> it's really good. I love her. Also, shout-outs to Ruby for not being insane and putting ketchup all over the fries, but making a little petal dip in like a normal yeah. person. <laughs> shout-out to Ruby for being normal was not really a sentence I expected. <laughs> I like. I do... You know what? This is funny. As as someone who does not also does not like to put ketchup directly on uh, his fries, I have never thought to take the little coffee plate. That's really smart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that in... So <laughs> I'm true. I'm going to do that in future. Because, yeah, often, like, you gotta, like, you gotta, like, push your fries aside and, like, make a little yeah. fry, make a little, like, ketchup area, and, like, the it could still, like, get on the fries in a way that you might not want. The you have to, like, quarantine them. Supernatural. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like, oh, Supernatural just taught me something. I never thought, I never thought to do this. I don't often eat in restaurants that have that available, like, or I don't often get fries in restaurants that also have little, like, coffee things uh little coffee plates uh because not a lot of diners around here but in future that's a, that's a little tip that the show has yeah, taught nice. me oh also for you wyatt um the show makes a king reference because ruby says uh mm -hmm. you're special in that anthony michael hall esp visions kind of way which is uh, oh yeah right right yeah yeah, show um, keeps this doing is also it. where we find out that sam says that the visions are not happening since yellow eyes died R.I.P. Sammy's visions. Yeah, I it's I'm interested. In, like, yeah, are all his psychic powers gone now? Yes, they are. Cause Eric Kripke got bored. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I will try to find a source, but like consensus in the fandom, at least that I have seen, is that Kripke was literally like, "Oh, actually, scrap the psychic children storyline." Wow. So I I will look into that more. I should have looked up into That's wild. Today. <laughs> it really felt what like it was... God, what is God to a bored dude? <sighs> really felt like it was building towards something there. Like, especially with, like, the couple times we've seen Sam, like, move stuff with his mind. It's wild that they're just done with that now. <laughs> well, yes and no. We'll see. All right. What's What's funny also, actually, uh, just speaking of the, the the dead zone reference that uh, she makes is that's that's like airing right now. Like that's a contemporary, or I guess it just finished airing. It finished in two thousand seven, uh, so that was a contemporary to Supernatural, like at the time. Which I don't know. A lot of the times when they reference something, um, I guess they also do that with Gilmore Girls. But yeah, it's it's I don't know. I find that interesting. Um, Ruby writing her phone number on Sam's palm is very. Mm -hmm. I don't have an adjective for it. I like it. Um, it's very flirtatious. Yes, it is. I find it interesting that the um, that the accidents, the the uh, changelings killing their uh, parents, has not have not been reported. Like a bunch of them. Yeah. I get like I wonder if the implication is that the like gated community is trying to cover them up. Yeah, maybe. Um, this is where Dean says that something's up, something these nice big gates can't protect yeah. them from, which I was going to bring up during your earlier mention of the gated community vibes. Yeah. Um, but I waited. I like it. This implication that, like, not implication, the, this idea that, um, like, the gated community is not safe because, like, the, the idea that, like, Americana is under attack by the supernatural, mm -hmm. um, even the upper class. 
Yeah. I found that I got a source now. Um, <laughs> this friend did respond. Thank you. Um, shout out to Hollywood Babylon Dean. Uh, this paragraph, I will drop the link in, but the highlighted paragraph is, for instance, the Psychic Kids storyline was supposed to go deep into season three, but quite frankly, I just got so sick of it that I was like, I'm getting tired of these kids. You know that story we were going to do in the middle of season three? Let's do it in the finale and just oh wipe goodness. them all out. Oh my goodness. Jesus, oh Kripke. Let's write a Kripke. show. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, this next scene, this is where we get the like weird... Um, like we see Katie's skin and it's all like gray and veiny and it looks cool. Like when, um, when her mom, who is never named, which is weird to me, uh, is like hugging her. It's yeah, very creepy. And she's like, effect. I'm hungry, mommy. This is where I wrote down in my notes, good horror. Yeah. The, the kid who plays Katie also does a very good job, like playing a very creepy child. Yeah. I've said this before. Mm -hmm. Scary little girls always work. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, in the next scene where Sam's investigating, like, people who died, he sees, like, the scary little girl, like, looking at him through the window, just staring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the transcript actually capitalizes creepy little girl. Yeah. Um, and then in the scene after that, when, like, Katie goes and hides from her in the bathroom to, like, look at her neck, uh, when she is banging on the door, she goes, like, let me in, mommy, and then she goes, mommy, in, like, a really, like stern way that sounds more like adult uh in a way that i found very effective and creepy it's like the the monster is coming out and yeah it's just screaming like pounding on the door the monster's coming out good for her <laughs> <laughs> and then i don't know why the like, we don't know at the time that the realtor lady is the changeling mom but i don't know why she comes and like interrupts things here I don't know. Oh, yeah, she saved the mom by interrupting Katie. Yeah. Maybe she just didn't know and she just wanted to, like, <sighs> yeah, maybe. bring the bread back. It's unclear. I mean, there's clearly a metaphysical connection between the changeling mom and her children. But Maybe like, she just wanted yeah. to get the mom out of the bathroom because she had to come out to get the door. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Like, if you're not playing along, you have to pretend to be normal still. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we get the Dean and Ben in the park scene. Yep. Dean teaching this kid life lessons. <laughs> ben says, only bitches send a grown up. And Dean makes a face and goes, you're not wrong. And Dean yep. ben says, and I am not a bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> there's so much here. There's so much here. There's, there's like a lot to dig into here. Yeah. The Dean coding of Ben in that Ben has psychological issues. Yeah. I mean, I'll read what I said in the chat, which I said partly in jest, but also it is it, it is partly what I believe. Um, you know, in a perfect world, the school system would be designed in a way to teach kids healthy social behavior instead of teaching them how to be cogs in the capitalism machine. And in such a world, kicking a bully in the nads to retrieve your DS would not be necessary. However, we do not live in this world. Get him, kid. <laughs> It's like, cause you know, I'm, I'm autistic. I got bullied in school. I never had the, the balls to go up and kick a kid in the nads. Like, I don't think it's mm -hmm. good to kick people in the nads, but also stole his Nintendo DS. What else is he going to do? Mm -hmm. Like, he's, I guess he, like, so often in situations like this, like the, the availability of like resources to children is very bad. Uh, like you can't trust that like the the parent of your of the shitty kid is like going to actually do anything. 
and the school doesn't have any recourse to do it because they're not allowed to like this is like not something that schools like deal with so it's like what else is the kid supposed to do except like take the matter into his own hands like it's it's bad it's bad that that's the way our school system is but that is how it is yeah um speaking of bad Dean points out the kid who sold the DS by calling him the one that needs to lay off the yes. burgers. Which, like, okay, Dean, what That's were true. you eating for breakfast this yeah, morning? Yeah, what were you? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Bad. It is very like it is the most the outfits that the kids in the scene are wearing are very funny and extremely mid aughts. Like the the kid who stole the DS in question, uh, Ryan Humphreys, is wearing like a like graphic tee and like a big baggy hoodie and like big cargo shorts. Uh, the kid next to him has like a camo hoodie and like camo shorts. Uh, it's just it's amusing to me. This is yeah yeah They're I knew this gang of kids and <laughs> yep. This this was a common sight on the playground. Um, then, after Ben gets it back, Lisa give Lisa full names him. She goes, Benjamin Isaac Brady. Yes, what's yes. gotten into you? Someone's in trouble. Uh oh. And then she turns the fury on good. Dean, who deserves it. Yep. By the way, he, it. he shouldn't. He shouldn't tell people to kill yes. people, and he definitely shouldn't be parenting the kid. Lisa told you not to parent. No. Um, so, which comes out in the dialogue as Dean saying, what, someone had to teach him how to kick the bully in the nads? And Lisa says, who asked you to teach him anything? Yeah. yeah. Get out of here, Dean. <laughs> mm-hmm. She says, we had one weekend together a million years ago. You don't know me and you have no business with my son. It's good. And then he hugs him. And we mentioned this in he the synopsis, comes over and but hugs it him. does make me weep. It's really good. He goes, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then... Katie has a really scary face in the backseat mirror. Yeah, it's good. I think this is the first time we see the lamprey face. It might be. I think it is. It jump scared me. It was it legitimately like scared me. Um, and then yeah, this happened. Yeah, and it's like it's good. Like I love the fact that like when she comes back, Katie is just sitting there dripping wet. It's really creepy and good. Uh, but also Mm -hmm. this scene fucks me up as I said already. We don't have to talk about it more. Yeah. Um, so the next scene is them saying that they're changelings, so we can jump over yeah. that. Except I would, I do want to say, Sam says, according to the lore, which is funny because, like, yes, this it is, is funny the least that he lore says that. Race, but also, like, yes. check off the supernatural bingo. It's like none of this. I, I also, go on. I also just love how Sam says they can perfectly mimic kids, but then Katie is like, yes. I will just be creepy yes. for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I get, he may mean like physically, yeah, <laughs> like they can mimic like what they look like physically, like they could shapeshift. Um, Cause Ben also acts weird. Like he's not just acting like Ben. It's he's, true. He says, um, yeah. What is it? He says, I can't find it now. He says, make him go away, mommy. Go away, mommy. Like, it's really flat voice. Also the kids say mommy a lot. Um, and when actual Ben gets back to Lisa, he says mom instead, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my notes before this, when they're still investigating, is why do they always touch it when they're investigating the schmears on the windows? Um, because they always touch it and they always go blood. But this time it wasn't just cheap looking blood. It was actually <laughs> red dust or something. So I guess I can excuse them for touching it this time. Mm-hmm. Like, stop sticking your fingers in the crime scene. Uh-huh. Invest in a magnifying <laughs> glass, guys. Anyway, this, it's... 
It's interesting because they're kind of equating uh, changelings also with uh, like succubi and incubi, like sitting on your chest, like drinking your blood while you sleep and that sort of thing. As for like, I did a bunch of research into this to see if there were any like changeling myths I was not aware of that was like a direct like feeding on the mother. And generally, no, generally it's like changelings are really hungry, like changelings in a sort of like cuckoo bird sort of way uh, are yeah. like are a resource drain uh in the myths which has other like whole stuff around it and like uh, ideas of poverty and like quote-unquote excess children etc etc um and the fact that this is targeting a gated community so it has something interesting to say about like resource allocation yeah that's true Mm -hmm. that's that is interesting um but yeah generally they do not feed uh directly on the mother except for in terms of like real like baby changelings like drinking their milk which there are things about there's stuff about like uh, lore surrounding like fairy children cannot like fairy mothers don't produce milk and so they need like human mothers to like feed their babies etc well supernatural says that they drink synovial fluid which is the, synovial like, fluid goop yeah between your joints yeah which is a which weird is thing really to drain. gross like, and specific, specific. yeah um yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of notes for this episode, so that's all I got. Um, in the end scene when they're trying to escape, the, when they find the kids and they um, go in. I, I love when Dean, sorry, Sam is like, uh, let me get my bag. I'm just, I'm going to go. And then just like fucking whips out a flamethrower. <laughs> yes. Hold on, wait. Before that, I do want to point out uh, that uh, the name on Dean's credit card is Siegfried Houdini. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. Dean continue to be very bad at fake names. Uh, yeah, Sam just whipping out a flamethrower is really good. Uh, she just, like, disappears after that. And then, yeah, it's like... The way this cuts between, um, like, real Ben... Real uh, be, yeah. Like, yeah, real Ben and fake Ben. And also, um... <laughs> it's also very funny how quickly Lisa, like, realizes that it's not... This is not Ben. Like, she's just, he, she, like, figures it out immediately. It's like, you're not Ben, something's up. Supernatural is real. Well, in fairness, uh, she she was just like, oh, I thought you didn't like olives. But then she turns around and sees his monster face and yes. his reflection. And she's like, um. She's his monster face. But, like, I feel like the more, like, quote-unquote realistic reaction is, um like, Katie's mom, who is implied to, like, think that, like, she's, like, going... I don't know. I mean, I guess she also figures out that something up. Well, with Katie's her mom too. Yeah, has like other stresses going on in her life, or yes. like she's yes. grieving no, her exactly. ex-husband, whereas Lisa's just chilling. Yes. Yes. No, you're right. You're I mean, right. her her ex-boyfriend just Lisa's showed just up, chilling. but that's not enough to make you hallucinate your child's creepy monster face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the cutting back and forth between like the scary fake kids and the actual and like this fight scene, like freeing the actual kids is very good. Uh, more Ben being Dean coded of like yeah. he is freed first and then is like the leader here as like he goes around helping free the other kids, uh, which is very good. I like yeah, that a lot. He's reassuring them. He takes off his jacket. Yeah. And use this. No, yeah. He's, he's so great. Good. He's Ben's good. Ben's a good kid. Ben is such a good kid. Mm-hmm. The kids are all right. And then while um, Dean gets involved in, like, more directly fighting the changeling mom, Dean yells, Ben, get them out of here. This child is eight. Yeah. Yeah. But he does help. Dean coded a Ben to be told to do things that no eight-year-old should be told to do. Dean, as a dad, is, like, 
how do you act as a dad? You tell your child to save people. Yeah, I mean, it like in the moment it makes sense. Like Ben is not panicking. Like Ben's yeah. a ben a kid that like a person straight. who can be relied on in this situation. Um, it's a thing I've talked about before. Is like Dean treats Dean does not infantilize children uh, in a way that can be both good mm-hmm. and bad. Dean has kind of a fucked up sense of, like, how much responsibility is normal to give a child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the changeling mom knows kung fu, apparently. <laughs> just, like, yeah, completely just owns Sam. <laughs> she roundhouse kicks him. Like, she does not fight like an animal. It's, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. It's like, where did this, where did this monster learn, like, martial arts? Monster school. Um, are we good to move to the Dean Lisa wrap up? Yeah, sure. I guess like yeah, we talked about like like Emma said when the mom gets torched, all the kids just go up in flames. Which is, is very weird. Like I, I don't know. Supernatural is weird about monsters and like what they are and where they come from. Because for a while, I figured this was a similar thing to like the shapeshifters before, where like this is a this is like a kind of creature that exists in the world. Uh, like, there was nothing explicitly, mm-hmm. like, magic about it, except for, obviously, the fact that it can change its shape and, like, look. I mean, I guess there's the, like, reflection, uh, but, like, I don't know, magic and, like, not a... Not magic in the sense that demons are magic, more, like, a thing that could be of the earth. Uh, and then, like, we get this scene at the end where they all just, like, evaporate. It's like, oh, I guess they're all metaphysically linked, and if if the mom dies, they all die. Sure, I guess. Like, I don't know what that means, but it's mostly here because we have five minutes left in the episode and it would be very difficult to, like, show the boys going around, like, like systematically torching these fake children. <laughs> so I get it. It's just silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dean checks one more time that Ben is not his and Lisa says she did a blood test. I don't know where she would have mm-hmm. gotten Dean's blood from or anyone else's blood from. I guess she just keeps routine samples of her her one night stands um, yeah you know what i didn't think about that like, how is she doing a i was just like oh yeah she did a blood test that's fine dads. yeah how did yeah well maybe maybe she yeah i don't I know guess i have got, no idea who <laughs> contacted the other guy but like he yeah. just like agreed not to be involved i don't know he's it says it's weird she has she said that the guy had no mailing mailing address yeah it so yeah. I don't know how she would have contacted him, but whatever. The point is, she says it's not Dean's child, um, and she had a type. <laughs> I guess this is further textual evidence that he may actually be, but also, like like we said, it doesn't matter. And Dean mm-hmm. kind of looks at Ben, and Lisa says, I swear you look disappointed. Yeah. And I can't I can't talk about this scene. I can't. Ugh. Okay, I guess I will anyway. Um, he says, <laughs> I mean, I was going to do it if you didn't want to. <laughs> you know, your life, it's not my life, never will be. And talks about how he thinks he's going to die without saying that he's going to die because he doesn't want to freak these out. But he goes, yeah. you know, I'm going to be gone Some in one day and what recently. am I leaving behind besides a car? Agony and misery. And then he says, mm-hmm. just for the record, you got a great kid. I would have been proud to be his dad. I'm on the floor. Also, um, Wilf coded of him. <laughs> I got two Doctor Who episodes oh, in today. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sad. Why would you make me sad like that? Well, I'm sad about this scene for well, two reasons. Yeah, so you can fair. at least take one of them. Yeah, I'll accept it. Um, also, like before that, Lisa does the thing that the show has like 
one of the show's like primary theses, I would say, where she says, Ben may not be your kid, but he wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for you. That's a lot if you ask me. Yeah. It's more about like the boys often, the boys don't see. <laughs> so, the, so in a classic Marxist alienation sense, the boys are alienated from the products of their labor because they don't get to see that like the people they helped like continue to like live on and live their lives and like they have changed the world because they just keep moving on like yeah. they don't see the benefits they bring I mean, to the communities maybe the they help would be in um what is in what should never be when dean saw the opposite like all the people he yeah. saved yes. weren't saved mm -hmm. so that kind of hit home for him of like oh i save people yeah but yeah, he doesn't get to, like, hang around and actually stick around. Even though Lisa <coughs> invites him to stay, but he can't waste the yeah. last year of his life. He says, I've got a lot yeah. of work to do, and it's not my life. And leaves. But hold that thought. So now we see Sam. The bottom line of this scene is that everyone is dead. Um, All <laughs> of Mary's why, friends why are dead. Why made an image. I, may, I sure did. Mm -hmm. You probably... Well, you might not have seen it. If you... Are we going to make it the, the Tumblr heading? Yeah, go ahead. I I feel like we can't not include it at <laughs> yeah. least. Yeah, it'll be it'll be in the show notes or in the Tumblr heading or wherever. I made a I made a meme. I put work into it. I hope people think it's funny. It is funny. Anyway, so all of um, them. Uh, this is where we we mentioned Mary's uncle one time, probably in home. I think he was the one who put up her gravestone or something. Oh yeah. Um. So here we we find out mm -hmm. that the uncle is dead. Um, there's two people in this list of people Sam is researching who have a Campbell last name, so either one of them could be the uncle he's mm. talking about, but all of Mom's friends, yeah. her doctor, her uncle, everyone who ever knew her systematically wipes off the map, so everyone on Mary's side of things is dead. Yeah. And then, yeah, we learn Ruby's a demon, uh, Ruby says God's on his truth or whatever, which is I do love funny, her. and then she... <sighs> He says, and then she says, demon. and she says, don't be racist, which is a wild yeah. thing to say. And for a human being to have written, I don't even know how to begin to unpack this. For Sarah Gamble to have written. Yeah. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. It's, it's so, like, it's so, so much to, to like have the demon claim that, claim you know, somewhat rightfully, it is justified to say that, that like, they are being targeted for being demons, but on the other hand, demons are literally um, a group uh -huh. dedicated to creating suffering and pain, but on the other hand, the like, we've talked about how hunting is, is like, weird about um, bioessentialism and, uh -huh. like, placing groups of living beings against other living beings and like it it's weird and it's bad but it's also bad for the demon to be the one to call it racism like it's a joke it's it's bad it's mm -hmm. especially considering the fact that the body ruby is currently inhabiting yeah. is a yeah. white woman everything about it is bad i don't yeah <laughs> yeah it's not great <laughs> thank you emma for unpacking it because i didn't even know where to start it's like it's it's <laughs> It's just so much. Sarah it's a Gamble, Gordian knot of a thing to, to say. Stop Stop. I don't even least, know if she's okay, trying to talk about it in a situation. It's just like a racism. wild it's joke so, to make. Like to, yeah. It's just like use racism as a punchline when you keep using black people as punchlines too. Like it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> and then Ruby says, not all demons are the same, Sam. Not all of us want the same yeah. thing. So much. 
Anyway, the bottom line of this scene is that Ruby's going to help Sam for mysterious reasons, and she promises to save Dean as well. And that's where we end. Demons literally only want one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. (laughs) 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 Uh, And then, yeah, she says, I could help you save your brother. Da-da-da, cut to credits. It's, Mm -hmm. hmm, hmm, interesting. Hmm. So, I, like, I can infer, based on what y'all have said prior in our conversations about demons, that this is the demon they work with, and then it, it turns out, like, oh, no, demon, <laughs> lol, said the scorpion Lamau, demons are never to be trusted, like, even the ones you work with will eventually betray you, because they are intrinsically evil. Um, well, so, I'm okay. just gonna sit here waiting for this other tr- shoe to drop. <laughs> you said this to me, this is the thing you said to me! I know it's coming! <laughs> I don't remember what I've said. Did we say it specifically? No, you didn't, but I can just I assume so. that if if Ruby's a demon, then it's going to happen because this is a true thing about demons in this universe. Why I think you critically underestimate how many fucking demons these boys work yeah. with. Right. He's but... talking about like in the big picture of things. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, but then like if there is a demon who is like a sympathetic character who does not betray them, then that's that like is interesting. But I assumed that, that would never happen. Well. Based on what you all said. I am scouring my brain okay. banks. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We'll 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 get to it when we get to it. We're in here for the long haul. We'll we'll have we plenty sure of demons are. to talk about. Many, many, <sighs> many, 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 many. All right. Well, that's it for today. Wait, do we have extra fact for this episode? Uh no, I don't have any for this episode. I um I couldn't find anything particularly interesting about any of the people in this episode, unfortunately. Hmm. Even Lisa? Interesting. Yeah, no, not really. Okay, well, I guess... Is that it? Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, next week, we will be talking about... Uh, Bad Day of Black Rock and Sin City. Uh, so we get another new Bad character. Bad Day of Black Rock. And I don't remember the other one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really much. Yeah, it's not a memorable right. episode, at least. So hopefully we'll have something to say anyway. Stick around. <laughs> yeah, we generally do. <laughs> All right, and now we are, I don't know, I guess having an ominous conversation with a demon we're not sure if we can trust. Yeah, I guess so. This, <laughs> this ending style <laughs> tends to... Has has a, has varying degrees of success, I think, in terms of how much sense it makes. But I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, if if how did the other one end? Like, this one is just like Dean saying, "Very true." Yeah. 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 The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.